You're listening to coverage of the 2021 Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, American Council of the Blind, and welcome to Day 8 of our ACB 2021 Conference and Convention, Better Together Wherever We Are. Wow, can you believe we've already made it through an amazing, exciting week of our convention? Wasn't the banquet just special last night? It was so good to hear from Peter Sagal. It really warmed my heart. It was just what a wonderful, beautiful man and just uh, an excellent conversation. And thanks to all our questioners. They did such a good job. And I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I did. And congratulations to our ACB uh, award winners and our Board of Publication Award winners. I have to give a special shout out to my friend and colleague Alan Peterson on winning the Derwood K. McDaniel uh, Ambassadors Award. Congratulations, Alan. And congratulations to our Braille Form Raffle uh, Drawing winners. So congrats. hope everybody had a wonderful time at the, uh, at the banquet last night. Want to remind everybody that this uh, that we will have elections today. So everybody, please be holding on to your uh, identification code. Uh, we will go through a rec normal record vote today, just like we did for our candidates for our special motion. So we will have discussion and debate in the Zoom room. So anybody that wants to participate in the debate needs to be over in the Zoom room a little later on this morning. And then we'll have our affiliate roll call vote in the affiliate roll call Zoom room. And then we'll be opening, of course, up after our debate, the individual votes through vote now. And once the, that gets started, we'll run the elections. That we are, our goal is to have the polls close at 1.30 today. So 1.30 Eastern, the polls will close and uh, the ballots will all be cast. And then our supervisor of elections, Nancy Marks Becker, will be back with the results in that, you know, 1.40, 1.45 timeframe. So that's kind of the overall schedule for today. Also wanna make a couple of other announcements. Uh, I want to remind everybody that this is the, uh, from our uh, resolutions chair, Gabe Griffith, this is the last day for resolutions to be submitted to the resolutions committee. So please, if you're kind of putting those last touches on your final resolutions for this 2021 year, uh, get them to Gabe Griffith by the end of the day here on July 23rd, 2021. They don't have to be perfect. There's time to massage them. The resolutions committee will work with you. And Gabe wanted me to let you know that the next meeting of the resolutions committee with our community calls where all members uh, can be involved in the discussion uh, will be Wednesday, the 28th of July at 7.30 Eastern. Also wanted to remind everybody that this is kind of our last day for anybody that wants to win a prize with our uh, pledges for our monthly monetary support program, that's MMS. And if you would like to make a pledge for as little as $10 to really 
help American Council of the Blind and your favorite affiliate, just contact Gene, uh, and the phone number is 202-743-0755. That's 202-743-0755, or you can send an email at askacbmms. At, excuse me, askacbmms at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-A-C-B-M-M-S at gmail.com. Also would like to take a moment just to announce our growth awards for this year. Congratulations to BITS, a special interest affiliate uh, whose membership grew by 81 members this year. So Hip, hip, hooray to BITS. What a wonderful job at growing your membership. So they won the award for the largest number of new members. And the percentage growth award went to the Next Generation Special Interest Affiliate. They grew by 136.6%. So congratulations to Next Generation. We love to see all that new blood joining the American Council of the Blind. And thanks and congratulations to both special interest affiliates for really getting that membership up this year. We have a, this evening a or this morning a special announcement. So I wanted to confirm: uh, Do we have our director of advocacy and governmental affairs with us today? Morning, Dan. Thank you, Clark. So now I would like to introduce Clark Rackful our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for a special advocacy report. Clark. Great, thanks again, Dan, and good morning, ACB. Um, so on Wednesday, uh, let's see if I can do math here, Wednesday, July 21st, uh, I popped into the general session and informed everyone that ACB was reaching out to the US Olympic and Paralympic Committee regarding the news reports surrounding a uh, deafblind Paralympian, Rebecca Myers. Um, I know we were all deeply troubled by those reports and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee has responded to the letter sent by ACB. So Eric Bridges, our executive director, is scheduling a time this weekend to speak with the general counsel of the U.S. OPC. This will be the the initial conversation. This will not be the only conversation, but it's an opportunity for us to inquire more and also see where we will go from here. So a big thank you to the ground swell of support from our members and the broader community. I know we saw letters to the editor, so social media posts, phone calls pouring into news outlets, and our elected officials. And this is how advocacy is done, right, Dan? It's, it's a lot like sport. It takes time and effort um, and tenacity to be able to move issues forward. Uh, we are at, you know, at, not even at the quarter, the quarter pole of this race. So it, it will be a process and ACB, I, we as staff, and I know our members are in this for the long haul, so thank you. Thank you, Clark, and I like that. ACB and our family, we are like Olympic athletes. We are tenacious and we don't ever give up the fight. Thank you for that report, Clark and Eric. We look forward to the results of your meeting. 
Now I would like to officially call today's session of the ACB 2021 Conference and Convention Annual Business Meeting to order. And I would like to introduce our new ACB board, ACB staff members to do the pledge. So the, the we believe it or not, we have six new uh, employees since we last met virtually uh, a year ago. So our new member, new new staff members to do the pledge are Colby, Debbie, Erica, Jennifer, Joe Lynn and Swatha. Hi, I'm Debbie Brown, a new staff member of ACB, and I welcome you in joining us in the Pledge of Allegiance. And please stand and place your hand over your heart. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic, which stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, boy, that brings a smile to my face. Wasn't it wonderful to hear all of our new our new uh, members of our ACB staff? Uh, we had there Colby and Debbie and Erica, Jennifer, Joe Lynn, and Swatha, and a special guest I saw there, Tyler Bridges. Go get him, Tyler, and thank you so much for that wonderful pledge. Next, I would like to introduce Tony Stevens, our uh, the Director of Development from Baltimore, Maryland, for the last time to give our uh, recognition for our wonderful convention sponsors. Hi, everyone. This is Tony Stevens, Director of Development for the American Council of the Blind. I'm excited to share with you today our corporate sponsors for the 60th Annual ACB National Conference and Convention. So here we go for our diamond sponsors, Microsoft, Google, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, Comcast, and Facebook. For our Emerald sponsors, Charter Spectrum, Vespero, Amazon, Verizon, Vanda Pharmaceutical. And for our Ruby sponsors, TrackPhone Wireless Incorporated, Ira, Waymo, National Cable and Telecom Association, AT&T, LinkedIn, Bergen School for the Blind, Cruise, and Adobe. For our Onyx sponsors, Democracy Live and Humanware. For our Coral sponsors, National Industries for the Blind, National Library Services, and Library Users of America. And for our Walk sponsors, the Macular Degeneration Foundation, National Industries for the Blind, and Vanda Pharmaceutical. Thanks to all of our corporate partners for supporting this year's conference and convention. And thank you, Tony, for recognizing our wonderful convention sponsors. And next, we had the opportunity to uh, recognize our individual convention sponsors that pledge to the convention after the end of pre-registration. So for everybody that registered uh, early, we've already announced those individual uh, convention sponsors. But now we have additional individual sponsors that have joined uh, since the since pre-registration ended. And I have to tell you folks, it's amazing the outpouring of the number of individuals who have become individual sponsors for our convention this year. I think the number is getting close to 600. So Tony, if you could let us hear those new individual sponsors. Hi everyone, this is Tony Stevens, Director of Development for the American Council of the Blind here in our Alexandria, Virginia office, just outside Washington, DC. As our convention draws to a near, 
we wanted to be able to take a moment to thank all of our individual sponsors who have given over the past 10 days. We had closed registration on June 28th and had read the individual sponsors who made additional contributions at the point of registration earlier this week on Monday. However, we we're very fortunate to have additional people give once we reopened registration, and we'd like to take a moment now to thank all those folks. So here we go. For our titanium sponsors, Vinayak Dut, Lena Sahi, and Douglas Sloten. For our gold sponsors, Ron Brooks, Joel Cho, Larry Cohen, Pierre Curry, John Glass, and Brian Hargen. For our silver sponsors, Mike Godino, Mandy Holly, Douglas Ingram, Bell Mills, Alan Shreptinko, Albert Travers, and for our bronze, Paul Burton, Norman Delka, Anna Estrada, Gretchen Fischerauer, Mary Haupt, Michael Mandel, Nancy Matisse, Darcy McLean, Joe Morgan, Joshua Pearson, Joseph Sakura, Kathy Sanini, David Tanner, and Melissa Wabshaw. Again, thanks so much for your support during this year's convention. I hope everyone had a wonderful conference. I'm looking forward to talking again when we're all together in Omaha in 2022. Until then, be well and stay safe. Thank you, Tony, for, uh, for that wonderful reading. And thank you again to all our individual convention sponsors. You are truly making a difference for the American Council of the Blind. This next item, it's a real special treat for me. I've had an opportunity to work very closely with the Multicultural Affairs Committee this year as their uh, officer liaison. Well, Ray's officially their officer liaison, and he does a wonderful job. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the second uh, in, in, in command as uh, just kind of a helper with the Multicultural Affairs Committee. But they have done just an outstanding job really bringing awareness to diversity, equity, and inclusion both inside the American Council of the Blind as we intentionally work to improve. And also outside of our American Council of the Blind community, really trying to develop the outreach to reach those underserved populations. And I have two members of the Multicultural Affairs Committee with us today that would like to make a special thank you announcement to our outgoing uh, MCAC committee chair, uh, Peggy Garrett. So I'd now like to introduce Sandra Sermons and Cheryl Cummings. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. Um, definitely appreciate this. So I am very privileged to be part of ACB and more specifically to be part of the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Cheryl and I, along with the rest of the committee, have served under Peggy's chairmanship, and we just want to thank her for being at the helm, for keeping a steady path, for always being engaging, helpful, and wanting to move ACB forward and MCAC forward as well. So Peggy, we are just offering you a small love token to symbolize how much we appreciate your leadership. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Cheryl. This is just a small token, Peggy. We want you to know how much we appreciate you and how wonderful a chair you have been since the beginning. All right, well, we'll now hear 
some remarks from Peggy, and then maybe Cheryl can come back in and add a little wrap up at the end. So, but Peggy, welcome. Thank you, Dan, and good morning, everyone. This was uh, totally unexpected. You know, when you do something because you have a love for people and the desire to make a difference, you just don't expect, you know, you just do it because it's what you do. And I have really enjoyed sharing the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Uh, gosh, it's, it's been since 2002. Um, and it's, it's just been a pleasure. I've had a wonderful uh, group of committee members over the years. Some have stayed a long time. Some have only been with us for a short period. But it's just the thought of making a difference for people that's kept me in this position. But I also have to thank all of the presidents who allowed me to stay in this position because I started with Chris Gray. Uh, I've gone, well, actually there've been four, I was thinking three, but there've actually been four presidents because <laughs> Chris and, and uh, Paul, or no, let's see, Chris, gosh, Mitch, Kim, Mitch. Mitch, Kim, <laughs> And now you, and now you, Dan, right. I'm blank there for a minute. Maybe that's my cue. But Mitch is, just, Mitch is going to give you a hard time about that, Peggy. Hard time. I tell you, Mitch has been one of my biggest supporters uh, during his time as presidency, but also during the time when he was liaison. Uh, there was uh, Malena Lieber, who was our, our liaison for quite a while. And now, of course, we've had Ray for several years. And it's just been a fun thing to do. Uh, it's been it's been work, and there have been issues that we really had to deal with. But I wouldn't have traded I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's just been a, a wonderful experience. So thanks to all of you all who have supported MCAC. Thanks to all of you who served on the committee, and thank you to my present committee uh, for your support and for allowing me to stay in this position. So thank you, Dan. Thank you so much, Peggy. It's just been an honor and a privilege to get the, an opportunity to work with you over the last few years. And I did hear Cheryl, so we'll try to get to Cheryl one more time before we move on. Oh, good. Thank you so much, Peggy. Cheryl, please keep trying to, to get connected. And next, oh, there she I'm is. Sorry. I heard can her you voice. Hear me? We can hear you, Cheryl. Welcome. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Thank you so much. Um, I, I am so, um, I don't know, what do I, I want to say that I feel so honored and privileged to have had a chance to work with Peggy. Um, she has been persistent. Uh, she's persevered. Um, she has made sure that the Multicultural Committee uh, has always stayed focused and sort of moved forward with doing its its mission and achieving its mission. Uh, and she's done that whether, you know, it's, it, we've had, we've always had support, but, you know, everything sort of, it's in and out sometimes. Um, and I, I just wanted to say that one of the things I've learned from Peggy and so much appreciate is that she's always given everyone who's part of the committee an opportunity to share their opinions, their perspectives, and uh, helped us, uh, even if, and in the situation where there's been disagreements, uh, she has this magic skill where she sort of brings it to the point where we end meetings in consensus and having 
uh, come up with one decision. So Peggy, I just wanna let you know that there's a heartfelt thank you for everything Ines Sandra said. The committee has put together a little token that we will be sending off to you. Um, and it's just, it's not enough, but I hope you know how much you influenced all of us and how much we, we appreciate you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Sandra. And thank you, Peggy. Let's give Peggy a big hip, hip. Hooray. Yay, Peggy. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, next, we have an opportunity to uh, introduce you to an individual. And I've got to tell you a little bit about the organization that she represents first, ACVREP has worked with the American Council of Blind for the last several years. Uh, they're the ones that uh, helped us to coordinate uh, with our relationship for our continuing education credits that you hear in, uh, throughout our ACB conventions over the last three years. And uh, ACVREP is also working with our community in a very large way to put a certification program in place for audio description writers and quality control specialists. So it's, it's, it's my pleasure to introduce a, a colleague and a friend, Kathy Zider, president of ACVREP from Tucson, Arizona for an announcement this morning. Kathy? Thank you very much, Dan, and thank you to ACB for allowing me the time to make um, this announcement. We're very excited about a new program uh, that we just launched that is open not only to professionals, but also to consumers. Two years ago, when I was meeting with Kirk Adams from the American Foundation for the Blind, he reported to me a conversation that he had had with Google um, when meeting with Google about uh, encouraging them to hire more individuals who were uh, blind or low vision. Google's response was, we would love to do that, but we find that when um, the individuals apply to us, they're not familiar with any of our systems or our products. And as a result, we're unable to hire them. I reported that conversation back to the chair of ACVRP's board of directors, Jack Chen, who at the time uh, was a corporate counsel with Google. He started the introductions between the accessibility team at Google and ACVRP. And two years later, with the general, uh, generous support of Google, we have launched the Chromebook um, Accessibility Expert Certificate Program. The program contains eight modules uh, of lessons on Chromebook accessibility, and Google has worked very hard over the last few years and coordinated very closely um, with your community in order to make Chromebook more accessible. So if any of you tried Chromebook, uh, when they first included accessibility, don't judge it now. It, um, its accessibility is amazing compared to its initial issue. When you take the certificate program that is online, on demand, 
Um, you can go in and out of the program at any time. So you can start the program, um, disconnect, go do something else, come back. There's no timeline on um, when you need to finish. But once you complete the quiz after each of the eight modules and the final exam, you're able to download a digital badge that awards you the uh, Google Accessibility Expert designation that you can include on a Facebook page, your LinkedIn, next to your signature on your emails. The thing that is very, very exciting to us about being able to make this program and with the support of Google, the program is free. There is no cost to a professional or a consumer for taking this program. We didn't want there to be any barriers. The thing that is exciting to both Google and ourselves is that we feel that anyone who completes uh, this Chromebook Accessibility Expert Program will give them an advantage if they're interested in a career position with Google or with any company um, that employs the Google uh, products. So there is some training in the software as part of this, but also if you combine this accessibility expert program, and I understand that Perkins has some more in-depth programs on the Google software, uh, I think anyone would be well positioned for um, an opportunity with Google or any company um, using the Google products. We also feel that this is a strong benefit to teachers uh, of students with visual impairment working in the school systems. Many school systems have now included in their lessons the use of the Chromebook. And some um, of the teachers were having um, some struggles with accessibility. Some of the students were not being familiar with the product. So we're very thankful to Google for collaborating with us and allowing this to be a free program. If you are interested, if you go to the ACVREP website, so that would be www.acvrep.org, news and information section on the home page, it would be the third news article down in that section. Click on that and you're able to download from that um, accessible instructions on exactly how to sign up for the program. If you have any issues at all, you can email me at k-z-e-i-d-e-r at acvrep.org and I will be able to help you. We had one individual uh, who for some reason with respect to his system was having difficulty setting up an account. I was able to set that up for him so he was able to access the training. So we're happy to assist um, in any way um, uh, possible. We have worked with uh, Rachel sessler Trinkowski uh, through the good offices of the Lighthouse of Palm Beaches. She is one of my absolute go-to experts in accessible technology. She has um, verified every element of this program including the downloaded instructions 
to ensure that everything is fully screen reader accessible. But again, if you're having any difficulty at all, feel free to email me personally. Uh, thank you, Dan, again, for letting me make this announcement. Thank you, Kathy, for Thank you, Kathy, for that wonderful presentation and congratulations on your partnership between ACV, REP, and Google. Next, it's my honor to recognize our last two angels for the class of 2021. Both of these ladies uh, are from the our wonderful affiliate in Oregon, and they are Beverly Rushing and Charlotte uh, Bowden. Baden, Char Char Charlotte Baden. So I would now like to introduce our ACB Director of Development, Tony Stevens, to read their testimonials. Beverly Rushing, May 20th, 1930 to January 23rd, 2021. Beverly Rushing was a child of the Depression era. Born in 1930, just before her parents divorced, her mother was then left without any means and a baby to raise. So she began waitressing in a local diner. She then met a young Texan from a construction company in the area, and they took a liking for each other and were soon married. Working for a contract construction company meant that they would move up and down the West Coast for work, all the way from Arizona to California, Nevada, Oregon, and as far north as Prince George's Canada. It was during this time when Beverly's eyesight started diminishing. After the end of World War II, the family, now with three children, returned to Beverly's family roots of Rogue River in southern Oregon. Beverly continued in public schools until she reached high school level. That was when she lost the rest of her vision and she moved away from that was when she lost the rest of her vision and she moved away from home to attend the Oregon School for the Blind in Salem, Oregon. It was here where Beverly first met Bob Rushing. After graduation, Beverly attended Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. Beverly and Bob finally married April 30th, 1950. In 1951, a daughter came along. It was in the mid-1950s that they were introduced to the Oregon Council of the Blind, later to become ACB of Oregon. They joined the Southwest chapter, which was quite active, mostly a social group as the members were mostly young with families. The meetings were mostly potlucks and held in different members' homes. Beverly was a working mother. One of her first jobs was as a switchboard operator and front desk receptionist for the Oregon Commission for the Blind. Later, she was part of the Randolph Shepard Vendors Program, managing a cafeteria in the Western Electric Company in Portland for over 10 years. Bob and Beverly eventually moved to Salem, Oregon, in anticipation of retirement. They moved into a great mobile home community. With retirement came the opportunity to become much more involved with ACB of Oregon. They joined the ACB of Oregon Wilmetta chapter, where they held various offices. She also held the position of ACB of Oregon district rep, secretary, and then president for several various terms. Shortly after moving to Salem, Bob and Beverly joined in a mission to lobby the state legislature to save the Oregon School for the Blind from closing. This was a joint effort along with Oregon Talking Books and Braille Services, as well as the Oregon Commission for the Blind. Unfortunately, this effort failed and blind children suffered from this loss. A few years later, Bob and Beverly joined efforts with neighbors and other agencies to unsuccessfully save the last historical building on the Oregon School for the Blind's campus. Being active in ACB gave Bob and Bev to travel in their retirement, taking the opportunity to visit the various locations hosting the ACB National Conventions. As you can tell, ACB of Oregon was a great part of their lives. 
Beverly received awards from ACB of Oregon for both life membership in 1997 and the Distinguished Service Award in 2003. Beverly passed away on January 23rd and will be interned next to Bob in Rogue River. Charlotte Nodden, November 23rd, 1930, November 28th, 2019. Charlotte was born in her grandfather's farmhouse in Warren, Iowa. After graduating from the hospital corps school, Charlotte joined the United States Navy in 1953 and served honorably for two years as a hospital nurse before receiving a medical discharge in 1955 when she was diagnosed with the onset of retinitis pigmentosa. She married her husband and best friend, Ted Nodden, in 1955 and was a devoted and committed wife and partner for 63 years. They spent many years in California before retiring to Coos Bay, Charleston, Oregon in 1989. Together they raised three children. Charlotte was a remarkable woman, a mother, an aunt, a grandmother, and dedicated volunteer despite losing her eyesight completely in 1971. She served in various officer positions with the Blinded Veterans Association, as well as being active with the California and Oregon affiliates of the American Council of the Blind. She traveled annually with her husband and her series of guide dogs to attend national conferences and convention, working to advance the development and delivery of services while always advocating for the rights and dignity of the visually challenged. Charlotte was interred alongside her husband, Ted, in the Willamette National Cemetery in Portland, Oregon. Hello, ACB. We are now back in the election webinar uh, Zoom room. And I would like to introduce our panelists that will be helping uh, conduct our debate uh, for today uh, related to our special motion uh, that was presented to the membership on Sunday night, uh, read uh, and motioned by Jeff Tom and seconded by Pat Sheehan. So want to just confirm that we have everybody in our panelist room for today with our webinar, our general session webinar. First, do we have Nancy Marks Becker, our supervisor of elections? I am here. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, do we have Denise Erminger, our parliamentarian? All right, let me continue on while we're making sure Denise makes it over to the general session Zoom room. This is I, Denise Erminger. Yes, Denise. Do I have Connie Sims in the, um, in the participant room? Good morning, Dan. I'm here. All right, thank you, Connie. Do we have Jeff Tom, do we have Patrick Sheehan and Jeff Tom, our chair and co-chair of our voting task force? I'm here. Dan, I am here, and I am here too. This is Pat Sheehan. Okay, thank you. And do we have our executive director, Eric Bridges? Eric will be monitoring our Zoom feed, excuse me, our ACB media internet stream today. We will stop any uh, discussion if our Zoom feed happens to drop during this important debate. So, Eric, are you on and monitoring our Zoom feed? Yes, I am. Not our, not our Zoom feed. No, but I'm, our I'm, I'm, I'm listening through ACB Link. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Eric. We appreciate everybody's patience as we're getting set up for this. So hopefully our members who wish uh, to participate in the uh, discussion and debate today are in our uh, as participants in our Zoom general session webinar. So we'll wait for Nancy. I now hear that Denise has joined the meeting. Yes. 
Yes, I'm, I can now speak. <laughs> oh, thank you, Denise. All right, so I believe we have uh, all the people we need here. We have our supervisor of elections, Nancy Marks Becker. We have our parliamentarian, Denise Erminger. Uh, we have members of our voting task force, Connie Sims, Pat Sheehan, and Jeff Tom, as well as myself. So the way the proceedings will work today uh, is we are uh, going to first, uh, through our conversation list and leadership list, several questions were uh, asked of uh, the voting task force and our parliamentarian uh, related to the motion that was made on Friday. But first, I'm going to ask Connie Sims to read the motion one more time. It's already been moved and seconded, and it'll be now ready for debate. But I thought just to make sure everybody's on the same page, it would be appropriate to reread the motion. So Connie Sims, could you please reread the motion that was presented Sunday? Thank you, Dan. Good morning, ACB community. The motion reads as, I move that upon the conclusion of regular convention business, this convention be adjourned until Saturday, August 14th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a special order of business for the consideration of such amendments to the ACB Constitution and bylaws as may be necessary to align its meetings and voting practices with the provisions of the District of Columbia's Nonprofit Corporation Act of 2010. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Connie. And then before we uh, open the uh, floor up for points of order or points of information, there were two questions that were presented through our leadership and conversation list that I would like to direct to our parliamentarian. So we have clarification on those two items before we move to the, uh, to the general body. So the first, Denise, was the language in the motion refers to adjourn rather than recess. And uh, I know you had spoken with the voting task force as we were crafting this motion and had recommended the use of adjourn versus recess. And I was hoping you could clarify your parliamentarian decision on that use of the language. Yes, Dan, a recess is a short intermission in the assembly's proceedings, commonly of only a few minutes, which does not close the meeting and after which business will immediately be resumed at exactly the point where it was interrupted. A recess can be taken, for example, to count ballots, to secure information, or to allow for informal consultation. Adjourn is when you conclude your meeting. The reason for setting a time to meet again is to fix the time to adjourn, which is the highest ranking motion of the precedence of 13 ranking basic parliamentary motions. And so precedence of adjourning to this time as was written in the motion is a higher ranking motion of recess. When you adjourn your convention, you adjourn the meeting. Now by establishing this adjourned meeting, you are saying 
we are going to meet again on August the 14th and you set your time and you've given notice. So at that meeting, you will take up the special order of business, which was written in the motion about establishing bylaws uh, and constitution to provide for your next year's convention meeting being by virtual or in person. You're allowing this provision to continue by amending your bylaws. Thank you, Denise, thank you for that explanation. And then the second question that we had several times uh, on our list was if we are planning on meeting on both August 14th to hear the amendments and on August 15th to debate, deliberate, and vote, why did we include only August 14th and not August 14th and August 15th? The reason that it was stated for August the 14th is that is when you will resume your adjourn meeting. At the conclusion of your business on the 14th, you will adjourn to meet on the 15th at the time you establish to resume your adjournment. Thank you for clarifying both of those two points. Uh, next, I would ask our supervisor of elections to make sure that all hands are lowered in our general session. Okay, I have just lowered all hands. All right, all hands, uh, seeing and hearing are all hands lowered, Nancy. All hands are lowered. Eric Bridges is our Zoom, uh, excuse me, I keep saying Zoom, is our ACB Media Internet Connection up. Yes, sir. Thank you, Eric. All right, first, I would like anyone in the, in the general session that would like to bring up a point of order, a point of information uh, before we get to the actual uh, deliberation for and against the motion, if you could raise your hand now so we can make sure and answer those questions before we begin the debate. I have, first person is Christine Hunsinger has raised her hand. All right, if we could unmute Christine so she could speak. She is unmuted on our side. Hello, Christine. I, Thank you. I just, wanted, I just wanted to say that you've had, when, um, when Connie read it, she read it as Eastern Standard. I wanted to be sure whether it was standard or daylight, and that's relatively important. Yes, ma'am. It, it, we are still in daylight savings time in August, so it is Eastern Daylight Time. It's EDT. Thank you for that. Sure. Nancy, do we have other hands raised? I do not have any other hands raised. All right. Thank you so much. We will now begin uh, debate, which will be 20 minutes, will be our first block for debate. We will ask that anyone speak wishing to speak for or against the motion will have up to two minutes to state their position. Denise, our parliamentarian, will be our timekeeper. She will let anybody know when they are at their final 10 seconds if they uh, have not completed their remarks before the two minutes. And we will go back and forth, first hearing conversation four or debate four and then debate against. Uh, we uh, would like to begin the debate 
by recognizing to speak for the motion. Uh, this was a request several days ago. Uh, our uh, vice chair of our Constitution and Bylaws Committee, uh, John McCann from Arizona. So if if John is there and would like to raise his hand, we'll recognize him for the first person to speak for. And then please, anybody wishing to speak uh, after that, please. Well, let's let's hear from John first and then we'll move on to others in the general session. Thank you, Dan. I believe I'm there. <clears throat> you're, you're here, John. We hear you well. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Dan, it is my privilege today to rise. Uh, John, and by the way, you have two minutes just to okay, thank make sure you. you're qualified. I'll start the clock. It is my privilege today to rise in ardent support of the adoption of this motion. This has been a long time in coming. Many people have wanted uh, to be more fully enfranchised and to eliminate the barrier that was uh, previously in existence respecting uh, the franchise only being uh, essentially available to those who could make it to convention. I think as the motion states, and I was one of its primary crafters, that it is imperative at this time that ACB align its meeting and voting practices, note the word align, with the provisions, note that word, of the DC nonprofit uh, corporation statute of 2010. I have had occasion, and I won't go on at length about this in the interest of time, there was some unpleasantness with one of our affiliates around 2013 and 2014, in the course of which I had the occasion to become rather intimately familiar with the provisions of the DC nonprofit code. And indeed, I have my expertise in this area has been sought by several of the special interest affiliates uh, who have uh, realigned and, and reestablished, rewritten their constitutions to take account of that new act. Um, Again, it's high time we do this. I am willing to make my expertise and my knowledge available uh, to, uh, to, to make this come about. I will also say without going on into too much detail that we need to proceed incrementally here. I don't think we want to address at this time everything that would be included. My statutory analysis makes it clear that members are, all members uh, should be afforded the right to vote on directorship elections and for purposes of this discussion, whether an officer or director canonically under the DC statute, um, all people, all, all those serving on our board of directors are directors, irrespective of how we characterize them. Likewise, we have the right to vote on fundamental transactions, which for our purposes means amendments John, to our governing instruments. John, your, your time is up. So okay. thank okay. you, sir. Now, I would like to recognize if, uh, if we have any hands raised to vote against the motion. Dan, I've had these hands raised for a while, so I just want to make sure that. Okay, well, let's try and if they're, if they're four, we'll go ahead and, and leave them unmuted, but they can wait until we hear somebody. Okay. Again. Okay. I believe this is Ray Campbell. He is unmuted. Ray, if you're unmuted I, now, are you speaking for or against? I, I am absolutely for. Okay, if you could stand by and we'll go sure. down the list, you'll be the next person to speak for. Okay, Thank you. The, the next person, please. Next person is Wesley Brown. Wesley Brown, you're now recognized. Do you want to speak for the amendment or against? I want to speak for the amendment. Okay, we'll put you in line behind Ray. Thank you. All right, please hold, stay unmuted. Uh, who's our next hand? I have no other hands raised. All right. 
please keep monitoring the hands and we'll see if we have any hands uh, on the uh, opposite side of the motion. But now I would like to recognize Ray Campbell to speak for the motion. Thank you, Dan, and good morning, ACB. Um, D D Denise, I won't need anywhere near two minutes for this, but I know you'll be keeping the time. Ladies and gentlemen, John McCann has very eloquently stated the legal reasons we need to move this forward. I strongly urge all of you to vote for this motion for the, the ethical reasons. Have, reading the list the last few days, and I'm sure many of you have, look at the excitement and the pride that our membership has felt being able to vote for the first time, regardless if they could uh, register and were registered for convention or not. Do we really, really want to go back to the time these people were disenfranchised? I say no. All of us need to say no. Please vote in support of this motion. Thank you very much. <coughs> thank thank oh. you, Ray. And, and Nancy, I'm going to ask you, uh, before we recognize the, the next hand, just to put you on notice, I would like before we end this session for you to read the text that will appear on the ballot, uh, just so that everybody understands the text. So giving you just a little cue there in case you need to find that particular document. Uh, and, and next, uh, do we have any other hands? And before we recognize Wesley, are there any other hands that have been raised? I do have two other hands. Okay, One let's see. Is. Wesley, please hold and let's see if we have someone who wants to speak against the motion. Yes. Okay, this one is Richard. I do not know what Richard's last name. I just allowed him to talk. Okay, Richard, would you like to speak for or against the motion? I want to speak for. Okay, we'll put you in line behind Wesley. And who is our next hand? Winter Ren Renfro. Winter, one of our new J.P. Morgan Chase fellows. Winter, would you like to speak for or against the motion? Mr. President, I am definitely speaking for this amendment. Okay, we'll put you in line behind Richard. All right, so now we will recognize Wesley. Wesley, you have up to two minutes to speak. Just let you know that as everybody understands, amongst the blind of BI community that 85% of us now are unemployed. That means those people are living on SSI and social security disability benefits. Sometimes some benefits range around the 500 to $800 per month. And the idea of saving up to get a plane, take a hotel stay to go to a convention is just, you know, not possible for these people. And if you, and I strongly, urge you to vote for this amendment because they give these people a voice. They would give the majority of the blind and BI community would at last have a voice in our national level elections and concerning our motions at our national meetings. That this would be at last give the majority of the blind population a voice at the national level. Thank you. Thank you, Wesley. Uh, Nancy, do we have any more hands raised after Richard and Winter, or should we go on to the next? I do have Michael Byington. Michael Byington. Okay, let's unmute Michael and see if he's speaking for or against. Actually, I have a point of clarification, Mr. Chair. 
Okay, please go ahead, Michael, with your point of clarification. Given the presentation we just heard, I want to clarify and make certain that this is correct. And I want to make sure that everyone understands that this motion does not end the subject matter in question. This is simply allowing us to move forward in establishing a time for debate to amend the Constitution as necessary to allow for what Wesley was discussing, which is for everyone to be able to vote. Is that correct? You are correct. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Michael. Any other hands before we go back to Richard, Nancy? No. Okay. I'll now uh, allow Richard, you have two minutes to speak. Hi, Richard. All right. You have two minutes to speak, Richard. <clears throat> I won't take two minutes, but I, I just want to say that I don't I don't know why there would be anyone opposed to the enfranchising of all our members or giving them a chance to become enfranchised. It's been it's been a long time coming. Now we have the te technology available to us to conduct meetings in which they may participate. So that's why I stand in support of the motion. Thank you, Richard. Uh, all right, before we hear from Winter, do we have any other hands raised, Nancy? Yes, I have Anisio Correa. I would like to speak definitely in favor of the motion. <clears throat> okay, Anisio, you'll be after Winter. Sharon Strakowski. Sharon. Good morning. I'm I'm voting in favor, but my I'd like a clarification, Please. and that is um, I I I'm assuming that the voting task force would be charged with trying to figure out how to keep the vote now system. Should we go in that direction? Um, that was just a clarification that that work would continue in that group. Well, that's not part of this motion, but I will I, say that that yeah. is the the practice that I believe we would we would employ. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we had two other hands before we get back to winter. Meryl Schechter. All right, Meryl, you're now uh, muted and allowed to speak. Yes, I'm here, Dan. Yes, I'm definitely in favor of the motion because there are many people. Okay, but Meryl, you don't get to, you have to wait. If you're, if you're speaking for, you got to wait till after winter, but but please okay. wait, don't, un, don't mute, just stay okay. unmuted, but Thank please, mm -hmm. no, no background noise. Okay. Thank you. All right, and do we have another hand raise? Terry Pacheco. Terry Pacheco. Terry, are you speaking uh, against the motion, for the motion, or a point of order? Actually, it's for and a point. Okay. My, my initial question is, will these proposed amendments, how will, will they and how will they be made available to the membership prior to the August 14th? Right. So, so at least the plan uh, is for the Constitution and Bylaws Committee uh, to have a meeting on Thursday, the 29th. So this Thursday coming up, uh, they've already put some initial draft language together, but I, uh, my idea is they would have an official Constitution and Bylaws meeting on the 29th. I'm sure that could be open for the uh, for the community to listen to, but there they would draft the initial initial uh, amendments, and then the idea is then the following week uh, we would have uh, a community meeting uh, on the. Let me make sure I've got my dates right here. Fifth uh, of August, 
uh, similar to the resolutions uh, committee meetings where our membership uh, could discuss and debate uh, changes uh, that they would like to see in the amendments. Then the idea is then we would have a second uh, community meeting on that following Tuesday. And I'm thinking that's the 10th, trying to get my language right, at which point, hopefully at that point in time, we would, having received a second set of input, we would at the best we could finalize the amendments. And then the idea is that we would have the final uh, amendment language out to the membership by the 12th, uh, so it could be reviewed before officially being presented uh, on the 14th. So that's kind of the, the high level timeline. I think there will also be some additional conversation meetings. I, I know several, uh, Terry, this might even interest you, but several of the ACB media radio shows are offering uh, to cover that as per, perhaps some topic and discussion in their, in their, um, uh, in their shows uh, that over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. So, You've got yeah. Friday night when you want it. Okay. Thank you, Terry. All right. And then I'll, I'll have you wait in line for your four and, and you, you will probably be our last one after we go back. And do Actually, the, I'm not sure if this would be out of order uh, or not. What I really wanted to do was to move to close debate since we've had no negative okay, and go well, ahead with the election. Um, well, let us said if hold that and we'll let you make that motion after we hear from Winter and Anosio if you're okay with that. Just yeah, because they've been waiting. Yes. I've had three other people raise their hand. Do you want I'm me to? Oh boy. Okay. See if they're uh, uh yeah, real quick, but we need to, you know, if you're if you're if you're making a motion four, <laughs> I think we're gonna run out of time on the four side. So uh, okay, let's okay. Terry, please stay unmuted. Uh, who's our next person? Okay, the person that is next with their hand up is their phone number ends in 370. I have allowed you to talk. 370? I can wait because I don't, since so many people are four, I just had a point I didn't know if anyone thought of, so it's okay. Okay, thank you, Millie. All right, who's next? Gabriel Lopez Cafati. I allowed you to talk. Hello, Gabriel. Hi. Are, are you just, speaking for or against or have a point? Just have a point of clarification. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry, so much information has gone out. They, this may have been answered uh, before. I just want to make sure uh, to clarify uh, this amendment is in uh, no way uh, covering the affiliate vote. We're not touching the affiliate vote. The, the ACB has uh, the, the, the two things. One, uh, the focus of this is a narrow focus to allow people to vote. So it's not mm -hmm. at all addressing the affiliate roll call vote, if that's your question. The second, and I've heard this, seen this conversation on the list related to affiliates and how they vote. This motion has nothing to do with that. Affiliates are their own legal entities with their own board of directors and constitution to decide how their affiliates vote. Oh yeah, no, my clarification was on which the is first for part. the Which is for the first part. Yeah, no, there's no plans. This has nothing to do with eliminating the affiliate affiliate roll call vote. This is strictly franchising all our members to have the right to vote individually and independently for our positions. Absolutely. Thanks for clarifying. Sure. Thank you, Gabriel. Yep. Okay. Next person right. with their hand up is Tuan Nguyen. Hello, Tuan. Please. Yeah, I'm, picking, I'm picking in again to do the motion. 
Okay, Tuan, you are our first person speaking against. So, uh, Tuan, please, uh, please proceed. You oh, have two. You have two minutes, and uh, please start whenever you're ready. Our parliamentarian will let you know when you have ten seconds left. Yeah, mine is really short and brief. Um, I have okay. a concern about security of voting electronically, and I don't know unless the voting tax force had looked into the security of voting electronically. I would like to speak against because I'm concerned about double voting or multiple voting, and there is no security and checks to make sure that one person, one vote. And and I'm concerned about uh, voting, voting, uh, voting suppression as well. And that's why I am a little bit concerned because we are in the new era of technology. And I am need to be very, very strict about that to make sure that we have one person, one vote. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Do we have any other <coughs> any other hands raised, Nancy? I have four other hands raised. Marissa, you okay, Marissa, you've been, you've been allowed to talk. Are you speaking for or against the motion? Mr. President, I would like to speak for the motion. Okay, you you'll need to wait in line because we have we have five people ahead of you. So okay, no problem. Just stay unmuted. Thank you. Okay. Dan, you yes. have you have one minute left of your twenty minutes. Okay. Well, well. You'll okay. Anthony uh, Anthony Corona was next. Hi. Are you for or against? For or against? For yeah. For um, I actually just have a point. Okay. Point. All right. Go ahead. I heard a couple of 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 um the speakers reference these people and those people, and um I was hoping that we could stray away from that and use our members who or our members who can't rather than these or those people. It feels disenfranchising. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks. Next. Next person. I have Carla. All right, Carla. Would you like to speak for or against or a point? And while Carla is unmuting, uh, hearing that we're still having discussion, I'm going to allow 10 more minutes of debate at this point in time because we are still seeing hands raised. So I'll allow 10 more minutes of debate. And Carla, go ahead. Charlene Wills. All right, Charlene. While we're waiting on, on Charlene, yeah. go ahead, Carla. Yes. Are you speaking for or yes. against the motion? No, I have a point of order. Okay, point of order. We are not, uh, submit, Mr. President, that we are not discussing this motion. We are discussing the content. We are not discussing the date. And this motion is for a date of a meeting. Therefore, our discussion is inappropriate. Yes, Charlie, do you want to speak for or against? All right. Thank you, Carla. So, so this is just, well, I think you, you have the right to speak as you wish for once you exercise your two minutes. Well, you're, you're, but we are supposed to be discussing a motion, and we are not discussing a motion. We are discussing what would be this what we should be discussing when we have the meeting on August 14. So that discussion is inappropriate at this time. I would therefore like to move that we move to a vote of the motion or that we cease discussing something that isn't germane to the motion. All right. Thank you. We will keep that in mind as we move forward and we will very quickly, I think, be ending debate. But thank you for your point of order, Carla. 
we'll keep that under advisement. Charlene Wills. I'm not so sure. So we're speaking for against the motion. No, if you're for the well, motion, I'm to not, continue. I, I guess it would be a point of order. I wanted to respond to the gentleman who was against because he was afraid of voting uh, impropriety or something. Uh, and I had a, a sample of why uh, it would not work. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, but Charlotte, I, I don't think yeah. that's appropriate for oh, this okay. discussion. All so, right. Thank well. you. Thank you for raising your hand. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go back and hear from Winter, and then I think we're gonna to go to Terry to make her motion. So Winter, we're okay, speaking great. on the motion good. to continue. Yes, yes. yes. Uh -huh. yes. Uh, good morning, Dan, good morning, ACB family. I come to you as a strong member of ACB Next Generation, and also a leadership fellow for this year, and also a mother. And, um, you know, I can't afford to come to to national convention in person. So I am definitely in favor of this so that the members that cannot come have a voice in voting. Well, thank you, thank Winter, you. for those comments. Thank you, Dan. For being thank for. And now I'm gonna recognize Terry Pacheco, um, who, had a, um, who had a motion to, I believe, close discussion. That's exactly what I'd like to do. I think that it's, We've, it's been indicated by the calls we've gotten that so many people are in favor and we've not found anyone against it at this point, but I think we can, I would like to move that we close discussion and go to the election process. All right. Thank you, Terry, for making that motion. Uh, do I have uh, a person that's unmuted that would be willing to second Terry's motion? I'd like to second it, Dan. All right, John McCann has seconded the motion. I am now going to ask uh, Nancy to make sure that all hands are lowered. All hands are lowered. All right, seeing and hearing that all hands are, low, are, are lowered, we have a motion on the floor to stop debate and move forward with the question, which will be our record ballot. So at this point in time, um, first of all, Nancy, you have a count of how many people we have in the room? I do. I just had somebody raise their hand. Okay, please. Their hand? Lay up, let's make sure all hands stay lowered until we get a good count. Okay. I do have a count of how many attendees are in this Zoom session. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I now, this is really important. So all those in favor of the motion to end debate and move forward with the question and the record valid vote please signify by raising their hands. We'll give everybody a while. I know it takes a little while to get hands raised through all our different devices. Please keep your hands raised until Nancy can get a count. And it has quit moving. I have 163. Out of how many? 243 right now. So 163 out of 243 is well over 50%. So the motion is approved. We will now uh, begin our uh, ballot election uh, for the motion. I would ask Nancy if you could please read the ballot uh, language at it, as it is presented so everybody knows what to expect when we open up the polls. Okay. So the the heading is motion to align ACB constitution and bylaws. I move that 
upon the conclusion of regular convention business, this convention be adjourned until Saturday, August 14th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for a special order of business for the consideration of such amendments to the ACB constitution and bylaws as may be necessary to align its meeting and voting practices with the provisions of the District of Columbia, Nonprofit Corporation Act of 2010. Then there's a next line that says, do you agree with the motion? The choices are yes and no. All right. Thank you, Nancy. And now uh, I would like uh, for everybody to hear the election rules and guidelines. Thank you all. Sorry for, uh, you know, we're, as we said all along, we are trying very hard to uh, do our best, uh, but this is our first time doing all of this. So we appreciate everybody's patience and we continue to really appreciate everybody working through the democratic process with American Council of the Blind. So I want to announce that our elections are now officially open. So vote now is will be open for all the individual votes and still until 1.30 today. So that uh, those uh, the polls are now open. Please use your individual voter code that was given to you by vote now. And please go vote for or against our special motion. After we hear from Tony Stevens, our development director with his report, and Janet Dickelman with her convention report, we will then be moving on to the affiliate roll call vote. So for all delegates in the affiliate roll call, please uh, be heading in a minute or two over to the affiliate roll call Zoom room. So now I'm muted. Uh, Dan, I believe we were doing the treasurer's report first. Oh, I apologize. Tony, Tony's later on. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're doing the treasurer's sorry. report and then your report. Yes. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yes. That's I, okay. I had those in the wrong order. I was kind of a little, uh, little distracted. So thank <laughs> you so much, Janet. So first, we are going to be hearing the treasurer's report from David Trott, our ACB treasurer from Talladega, Alabama. So at this point in time, I would like uh, to introduce you to David with his 2021 financial narrative. ACB 2020 narrative review of financial statements. ACB's 2020 financial statements were audited in March of 2021 by Bergen KDV. And we received an unqualified opinion indicating that ACB's financial records were maintained in accordance with generally accepted accounting practices. We had a 2020 net profit of $260,500. ACB reached out to many individuals in 2020 through our community events and our first ever virtual convention. We were thankful for the su support of our corporations providing support to ACB and the individuals whose donations made ACB's fundraisers such as MMS, the auctions, the walk, and the Braille Forum raffle so successful. The ACB radio team moved the aged server infrastructure to Azure, making it more stable, and the podcast 
speeds were moved to a platform where it was easier for users to find the content. The team was also instrumental in the broadcast success of many state affiliate conventions. ADP received two grants, one for the Descriptathon 6 and the other for designing the audio description certification standards. The audio description project was only able to hold one training session in 2020, but a successful Descriptathon 6 was held in August. The ADP committee is in the process of developing standards of excellence for individuals to be certified in audio description. We received funding from a rehabilitation agency and ACB employed a membership intern from September to December of 2020. In the future, ACB will continue to offer internships when possible to help them develop skills they will need for their careers. In the future, some of these internships will be paid directly by the state or others will be reimbursed to ACB from the agency. The American Council of the Blind and the American Foundation for the Blind have partnered to offer educational scholarships to post-secondary students. AFB will provide ACB funds for their designated scholarships and ACB is managing AFB scholarships administrative process. Together, there was 21 scholarships awarded for the 2020-2021 school year for a total of $92,300. We have been implementing an operating system which is guiding us to create a healthier, stronger organization and to establish ACBs to achieve powerful results Software was added that has helped our organization to be more efficient, whether working in the office or working remotely. As a result, software costs were higher than budgeted. ACB engaged with a counseling firm to conduct an analysis of ACB's communications, messaging channels, audience, an internal process. The communications plan defines strategies to significantly grow ACB's network over the next five years. And ACB is in the process of implementing these recommendations. Actual costs associated with this contract were higher than estimated when the budget was approved. Wages and benefits were slightly above budget. The development director position was budgeted, but the, to ensure a smooth transition of information from our contractor to the new staff position, it was necessary for an overlap in the jobs. ACB's HR position was temporarily filled through a temp agency, but the person was successfully transition to ACB staff. Legal fees were higher than budgeted because ACB engaged attorneys 
to negotiate on ACB's behalf on the interpretation of the terms of a trust fund where ACB was named as one of the beneficiaries. The negotiations were successful and ACB received our portion of the funds in December. A portion of the legal fees was also for negotiating the cancellation of the Schomburg hotel contract with no penalties and the updating of the code of conduct which was approved in 2020. The stock market fluctuate, fluctuated in 2020 were significantly early in the year. The stock market dropped and ACB had significant losses in our investments at that time. We needed to withdraw about $325,000 from invested funds during 2020 to help meet operating expenses. We are thankful that the board had a policy in place so funds were available in this reserve account for unexpected economic circumstances such as the pandemic. ACB also received about $330,000 from an estate distribution in December and these funds were allocated between the legacy and reserve funds according to the board approved legacy endowment policy. Our investment policy was set up so our portfolios were value based and this tends to pay a higher dividend. By year end, our investments recovered and had an overall realized and unrealized gain in our investments accounts and our rate of return on these accounts ranged from 9.2 to 12.7%. At the end of 2020, ACB's investment funds in the legacy, scholarship, and reserve accounts were just over $5 million. We received funds from the Paycheck Protection Program in April 2020, and this reflected an increase in cash and is a liability on the balance sheet. The funds from this loan was used for payroll, rent, and utilities. This loan was forgiven in full in March and was recognized as revenue on the income statement and a decrease on the liability side. Our convention was held virtually in 2020 and was able to contribute $203,500 to the ACB budget. The conventions continued to attract those who had attended many conventions before, but also drew many individuals who had never been to a convention. ACB is grateful for the corporations and individuals who continue to support us. The expanded technology accessibility options enabled ACB to stream the convention on ACB radio for anyone who wanted to listen. It also enabled many individuals 
to attend continuing education sessions so that they could earn credits for recertification. And it is anticipated to grow in the future. In 2021, our corporate sponsors extend, ex, exceeded the budget goal of $270,000. Even with the uncertainty of the pandemic in 2020, the thrift stores were able to contribute $72,500 to ACB. COVID restrictions made it necessary for the Amarillo and Lubbock thrift stores to close for about a month last year. Once they reopened, sales were slower, impacting the thrift stores' contribution to ACB. The thrift stores received the first round of payroll protection funds in 2020, and the loan was forgiven in full in early 2021. The revenue from this loan wasn't recognized on the income statement until 2021 when it was forgiven. The thrift stores received a second round of payroll protection program funds in the first quarter of 2021, helping to provide funds to help meet organizational expenses. 2020 was extremely challenging and the transformative year for ACB. Early in the year, the coronavirus dramatically affected how ACB was conducting business, but it also enabled us to reach out to many more community members we had in, than we had in the past. For this convention and streaming and streaming and streaming and editing and living on a cot at the uh, broadcast center at Perkins Library so that he can do all of this for us. Thank you so much, Rick. Um, to JoLynn Bailey-Page, who's been sitting in the Zoom room and sending out invitations and monitoring the green room and making everyone's video looks good and everybody's muted and unmuted when necessary. Thank you so much, JoLynn. Debbie Hazelton and the ACB, radio, uh, ACB Media staff I'm still learning. Sorry, I've got radio still on my brain. But the ACB media staff have done just a tremendous job keeping every all the streams going. Debbie and Jason worked to get the exhibit hall. All of those exhibitors put together um, in a nice loop so that we could listen to all the exhibitors on a daily basis, three times a day. Um, and Deb Cook-Lewis, who just sent out all the panelist invitations for all the Zoom sessions, 167 sessions, I believe it ended up being. And each panelist or presenter at a session had to get a separate Zoom invitation. That is a huge amount of work. To Michael Smitherman, who got all the exhibitors coordinated, got all of their uh, Zoom links so that wasn't that great that we could have Zoom interaction with our exhibitors this year. I thought that was that that's a first in addition to having their pre-recorded segments so you could hear them and then go and interact with them. At, um, and the individuals who helped with telephone registration, 
Paula, Karen, Kim, and Tracy, thank you so much for making our registration process go so smoothly. Um, and I have to give a special shout out to the staffs in our two offices. Tony, Clark, Eric, Kelly, Sharon, and Debbie, our newest employee, for answering all your convention-related phone calls, for doing all the work on the videos, getting everything out on YouTube Live. Um, that's just been amazing. And the Minneapolis staff, who I am in constant contact with, and they are of they do so much work for this convention. I don't think anybody realizes how much time they spend on getting this convention up. What did you think of acbconvention.org? What a great website. And the members.org where you could actually go in, put in your username and password and just hit a Zoom link and be right there. That was right in the convention. That's an amazing ad, added bonus this year. And the ACB Convention website, we'll continue with that. We'll keep information posted up there. We have the convention handouts are up there now. We're starting to get up there that have been sent by our presenters. And um, the exhibit contact information, that'll all remain up there for you. And then all of our sessions, thanks to ACB Radio, um, Media, Jeff and everyone um, working on getting these all podcast. They'll all be out as podcasts by the end of August. That's just, that's a huge amount of work. And I'm sure I'm missing people in my thank yous, but I just can't thank everyone. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm missing you. Um, I'd like to talk about our future conventions next year. Boy, my plan is that we will all be together. Of course, we know we're going to have a hybrid convention. We'll still have a Zoom presence and ACB media presence. But in person, July 1st through July 8th in Omaha, Nebraska at the Omaha Hilton. And then in 2023, we will be in Schaumburg, where all of this started with the pandemic. Um, and that will be June 30th through July 7th at the Renaissance in Schaumburg. And then 2024. We will be in Jacksonville, Florida, July 5th through July 12th at the Hyatt. Many of you may remember that convention from 20, 2007, I believe it was, seven or six. Um, and then we are going to Dallas, July 4th through July 11th at, we have not been at this venue before. This is also a Hyatt in Dallas. So we have lots of wonderful conventions planned for you and convention venues and stay tuned. I plan to have some, at least a couple of community calls this fall after we have done a visit in Omaha and have some tour information. And we'll hear from representatives from Visit Omaha who wanted to be with us today, but were unable to. So, um, and feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns at any time. And I have to close. Can't, I can't end this report without thanking Dan Spoon for his ongoing support and allowing me to continue as convention coordinator. I love doing this and I'm so honored to do it. And Dan and I, boy, have we been on the phone a lot over the last couple of months, especially the last 10 days. Dan, thank you so much for your support and friendship. And I'll turn it back to you. Thank you, Janet, and thank thank your committee and just been fabulous 
fabulous working with you, Janet, here over, you know, gosh, I don't think it ever ends. It just goes on all year long. But Janet, thank you. Thank it you so much. It does not end, but thank, so, you. Thank, thank you so much to you and your committee. Uh, it's been just an absolutely fabulous convention. And uh, just to give a little extra shout out, I, I want to recognize Jeff Bishop for all the work he did putting the calendar together and getting the daily uh, you know, the daily calendars yes. out to everybody for download and, and, and launching ACB link. A- 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 ACB link and ACB Media Broadcast Network and the AC, uh, you know, acbmedia.org. Uh, all that just all came about here over the last month. So really fabulous to scramble and get all that done. And this is why it's so hard to do thank yous because, you know, you always forget somebody who's very important. Oh, you do. not intentional. No. And then the other person that really has hit the ground running is Jennifer Flatt. And I've really yes, appreciated all our communications that she's gotten out there. It's just been she's, really good to see the really professional communications yes, that are hitting yes. the streets. So, so Janet, boy, right, you and your you. team, we all have our hands full next year, but we're not yes. done with this convention yet. We still have our vote and then our roundup. And then we have the pre Olympic pre-show tonight. And then, and then the, the opportunity to do a watch party with the simulcast of the 20, uh, you know, of the 20, the 32nd Olympiad and the opening ceremonies. That is going to be so exciting. So look forward to that. Janet, thank you. Thank you. You you, are very welcome. And you're not done with me yet. I'll still be back with some announcements and door prizes. All right. Thank you so much, Janet. And it's now time to move over to the affiliate roll call Zoom room. Uh, hopefully, we have Denise Colley, our secretary, ACB secretary, standing by to do the roll call. So we will hand it over to Denise, Nancy, and team. You want me to do some announcements? Yes. Uh, if you could go ahead and make some announcements, Janet. I think we're going to take a little long, a little, a few minutes here before we're up and running uh, in the affiliate Zoom room. So uh, please make your announcements, Jim. All right. Where are my announcements? Oh, here are my announcements. All right. I have an announcement from the MMS committee. David Trott was not able to be with us today because he had another, um, their state school for the blind is having their um, gathering this weekend. So he was moving, he's moving furniture right now, he said. So he couldn't (laughs) be with us, but I have the winner of the MMS drawing for yesterday. And I believe he didn't send me the amount, but I believe, is that a- uh, $120, $120 worth of- $120 mm-hmm. Yes, worth yes. Of, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yep. And that goes to Linda Yaks. Linda, congratulations, yes. Linda. Linda yeah. Yaks, one of our Zoomers. And thank you for pledging to uh, the to MMS. Uh, MMS program. Yes. yes. So, and you know what? There's still time. You can still- join MMS by calling by the end. If you join by the end of today, you are still eligible for that $500 visa bill, $500 visa bill, visa card. Visa card and the Sonos bill. That's right. And And the Sonos, yes, Rome portable speaker. So there's still time. If you'd like to get in, call MMS. I'd suggest calling them rather than sending them an email at this later time, just to make sure you get to them. And the number is 202-743-0755. And then I have an announcement from RSVA. RSVA held a 
drawing for people who had paid their uh, affiliate registration fees. And they must have had a lot of people because the grand prize of this from this is $330. Whoa, so, that's yeah, a I good amount it. of money. That yeah. is a really good amount of money. Yeah. And it went to Mandy Holly. Oh, Mandy Holly from South Carolina. Yes, yeah. Holly. All right, Mandy. Mandy congratulations. Holly, yes, whose parents are always at the conventions and help with tours. Oh, they're they're a great family. Yes, yep. they are. They're they're wonderful. So very well well deserved. Good good winner. Um, let's see. That is what I had of our expertise, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. I promise. I know. Oh, no question. We've got the great ACB media team behind us, so it'll get straightened out. But in the meantime, let's see. Oh, all right. Debbie Walker from Hollowell, uh, Maine. Oh, $25 from ACB of Minnesota. Yay. Congratulations, yeah. Debbie. Yes, congratulations. I, did, I, did, I talked to Debbie doing her registration. Well, I've talked to a lot of people doing their registration. <laughs> you sure um, did. <laughs> How many personal registrations do you think you did, Janet? Oh, at least over 100. Oh, wow. Probably more than that. But um, I set up a lot more user account, member accounts for people. Mm-hmm. So they would call, I'd do their member account. And then once it got authenticated, one of the registration people would do it or I would take care of it. But yeah, I did a lot of member accounts starting in, when did we start that? In uh, March? Yeah. When, uh, oh, yeah. Member accounts. Yes. Uh, members at acb.org. Yeah, I believe yes, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I did, a, I talked to a lot of people to set up their member account and then I talked to them to do their registration. Anyway, um, Jean Donovan. Talk to her too. Um, from Haverhill, Maryland, she has twenty-five dollars from Illinois Council of the Blind. We had some oh. really good door prizes this year. Thank you to all the affiliates um, and some individuals who provided door prizes for us. That was really, really very nice, and certainly our convention attendees really like that. Oh, yeah. Everybody nice. is so, so kind to give of their time, talent, and yes. treasure to help ACB. Yes. We really appreciate yes. it. Yep, that's that's true. Um, do you want me to do one more? I'll do I'll do one more or a couple. We'll just see how it goes. Okay. All right. Timothy Fenn. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. From Clarendon Hills, Illinois, has $25 from the Missouri Council of the Blind. Thank oh. you, MCB, and enjoy. Uh, Timothy. Very good. So I just, uh, Janet, I'll give you a second. Maybe I know we don't have a whole lot uh, in the way of breakout sessions today, but I know we have a few. uh, So maybe uh, you can get your trustees uh, file sheets open there. And, and uh, you know, Dan loves to do this to me. I know. I love to do this too. So that's why I'm, I'm willing to kind of uh, he loves to, know, he loves to see how fast I can switch just, from one file to another. You're, you're pretty <laughs> doggone impressive at it, I tell you. Uh, I don't know about uh, that. Yeah, and uh, and I, I again want to let everybody know. So at the end of our uh, session today, we're going to do a roundtable. I, I mentioned this at the opening, uh, but we're going to have our ACB officers as well as our key staff members 
and uh, Janet and Debbie Hazleton from the convention and the ACB Media Network uh, to really talk about the kind of the highlights of the convention, where we see things heading uh, over the next 12 months, and uh, just a chance to reflect, uh, you know, over what's been able to be accomplished and what our dreams are for the future. So I think that'll be a wonderful way to wrap up the convention yeah. today. And then of course we have all the Olympics with the, uh, the pre-Olympics, uh, you know, ACB NBC conversation from 545, yeah, 545 to 7 yep. 30 and then the opening ceremonies. And then I believe we're going to have a community event after that hosted right. by Cindy Hollis. So, an opportunity for well, everybody to kind of chat about how they like the convention. I know we're having a community tomorrow afternoon. I believe yeah. that's the community after after party is tomorrow afternoon. Oh, tomorrow afternoon. Yes, okay. yes I saw that. That was a change. I think because oh, the Olympics are running, running so, so late. late yes. maybe. Okay. But we Very do good. have now, Cindy, I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that, but I know there, I know there's something tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a change in today. Well, there was a change in the schedule. Unfortunately, BPI was not able, they had a movie scheduled Tuesday evening, the way he looked, mm -hmm. but there was difficulty getting that movie uh, with the audio described track. They weren't, it wasn't quite ready, but it is ready to go now. Oh, and they are going nice. to be showing that this evening mm -hmm. after the Olympics. Opening oh, wow. Ceremony. It's going to be like a midnight showing. I used to late. go to the yes. midnight movies yes, in my is. day. Yeah. When I was a little yep. younger. That's right. Yeah. So that will be going on later today. And also we have um, at 4 p.m. Um, LGBTQ history session is going on mm -hmm. at 430. The Board of Publications is doing their wrap up. Oh, they and always do a really good yes, job. That's that. always yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, they, they do a wonderful job. And at 5.30 p.m., oh, boy, wine from two perspectives, winemaker and wine drinkers hmm. that BPI is putting on with uh, Gabriel Lopez Cafati and Dr. Hobie Wibbler, who spoke at several different sessions of BPI and other affiliates. And he's a winemaker and um, winemaker and connoisseur. And, of course, Gabe is an expert connoisseur, so they're going to be talking. And uh, and then, as Dan said, five forty-five starts the Olympics. I'm I'm so excited about the Olympics. It's you know it's not going to be the same without fans, but we'll we'll still get to see a lot of the pomp and circumstance, and we'll have it in audio description. And then the we will begin again. Alabama three votes. The great state of Alabama cast all three votes yes for this amendment. Arizona, thank you. Three, yes. Arizona, two votes. Arizona Council of the Blind casts its two votes, yes. yes. Two, yes. Thank you. Arkansas, two votes. Arkansas Council of the Blind casts two votes, yes. Two, yes. Thank you. California, 22 votes. California Council of the Blind cast 22 votes, yes. 22, yes. Colorado, one vote. Colorado. <laughs> Connecticut, one vote. Connecticut cast one vote, yes. One, yes. Thank you. Delaware, 
One vote. Delaware casts one vote, yes. One, yes. Thank you. District of Columbia, one vote. District of Columbia Council of the Blind casts one vote, yes. One, yes. Florida, 25 votes. Florida casts 25 votes, yes. 25, yes. Thank you. Georgia, five votes. Georgia casts five votes, yes. Five, yes. Thank you. And now we will go to Hawaii through Bay State. Hawaii, uh, three votes. Hawaii. Illinois, three votes. Illinois, three votes, yes. Three, yes. Oops. Indiana, three, uh, four votes. Indiana, four, yes. Four, yes. <clears throat> Iowa, three votes. Iowa, three votes, yes. Three, yes. Kansas, three votes. Kansas, three, yes. Three, yes. Kentucky, 12 votes. Kentucky cast 12 votes, yes. Zero votes, 12. no. Thank you. 12, <laughs> yes. Bluegrass, three votes. For this motion, bluegrass, three, yes. Three, yes. Louisiana, three votes. Three, yes. Three, yes. Maine, two votes. Maryland, three votes. Maryland cast three, yes. Three, yes. Bay State, eight votes. Bay State cast eight votes, yes. Eight, yes. Okay, now we will be going to Michigan through North Dakota. Michigan, seven votes. Michigan casts seven votes, yes. Seven, yes. Minnesota, three votes. Minnesota cast three votes, yes. Three, yes. Mississippi, three votes. Mississippi cast for the motion, three votes, yes. Three, yes. Missouri, 22 votes. Missouri cast 22 votes, yes. 22, yes. Ma whoops. Nebraska, one vote. One vote, yes. One, yes, thank you. Nevada, two votes. Nevada, two votes, yes. Two, yes. New Jersey, two votes. New cast, two votes, yes. Two, yes. New York, nine votes. New York cast nine votes, yes. Nine, yes. North Carolina, three votes. The great state, North State of North Carolina will give all three votes, yes. Three, yes. North Dakota, 10 votes. Yes. North Dakota, 10 votes, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and yes. Okay, then we will go Ohio through Wyoming. Ohio, eight votes. Ohio votes eight, yes. Eight, yes. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. 22 votes. Oklahoma votes 22 votes. 
votes, yes. 22, yes. Oregon, five votes. Oregon casts five votes, yes. Five, yes. Pennsylvania, eight votes. Pennsylvania casts its eight votes, yes. Eight, yes. South Dakota, three votes. South Dakota casts three votes, yes. Three, yes. Tennessee, five votes. Tennessee, five votes, yes. Five, yes. Texas, 12 votes. Texas cast 12 votes, yes. 12, yes. Utah, 18 votes. Utah casts 18 votes, yes. 18, yes. Vermont, three votes. Vermont, three, yes. Three, yes. Virginia, two votes. Virginia casts two votes, yes. Two, yes. Washington, 17 votes. Washington casts 17 votes, yes. 17, yes. Mountain State, two votes. Mountain State casts two votes, I and affirmative. Two, yes. Wisconsin, one vote. Wisconsin, one vote, yes. One, yes. Wyoming, one vote. Wyoming. All right, so we will move down to Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss through ACB students. <clears throat> so Alliance on Vision Loss, Aging and Vision Loss. Three votes, uh, yes. Three votes. Sorry, three, yes. Three, yes. Teachers, two votes. The teachers vote yes, two votes. Two, yes. Attorneys, two votes. Avia, two, yes. Two, yes. ACB Diabetics, three votes. ACBDA casts three votes, yes. Danette Dixon, alternate. Three, uh -oh. yes. Thanks, Danette. ACB families, three votes. ACB families, three votes, yes. Three, yes. Government employees, one vote. ACB government employees, one vote, yes. One, yes. Lions, four votes. ACB Lions voting on the motion to hold a meeting on August 14th, votes, four votes, yes. Four, yes. ACB Next Generation, three votes. ACB Next Generation cast three votes, yes. Three, yes. Radio Amateurs, one vote. ACB Radio Amateurs cast, excuse me. ACB Radio Amateurs cast its one vote, yes. One, yes. ACB Students, two votes. ACB Students cast... Uh, two votes, yes. Two, yes. And then we will do the rest of the special interest affiliates. Bits, eight votes. Bits cast, eight votes, yes. Eight, yes. Blind LGBT Pride, six votes. BPI, six votes, yes. Six, yes. Braille Revival League, Nine votes. BRL cast nine votes, yes. Nine, yes. CCLVI, 
10 votes. DCLVI, 10 votes, yes. 10, yes. Friends in art, four votes. Friends in art votes, four votes, yes. Four, yes. Guide dog users, 15 votes. Guide dog users moving forward, four paws at a time, votes 15, yes. 15, yes. Ivy, two votes. Ivy, two votes, yes. Two, yes. Lua, seven votes. Seven, yes. Seven, yes. RSVA, 13 votes. RSVA, 13, yes. 13, yes. Viva, one vote. Veterans, one vote, yes. One, yes. Nancy, do you have the ones that we need to call again? I do. Colorado. Colorado, one vote. Okay, move on. Hawaii. Hawaii, three votes. Hawaii, okay, we will move on. And the last is Wyoming. Wyoming, one vote. Wyoming, Mr. Chair, that completes the call of the roll. All right. Thank you very much, Denise and Nancy, for the affiliate roll call vote. And now it's my pleasure to introduce a colleague and a friend and the chair of the ACB Enterprise Services Board for our ACBES report, Michael Garrett from Missouri City, Texas. Michael? ACB. I am Michael Garrett, and I have the distinct pleasure to chair the ACBES Board of Directors. And ACBES is the American Council of the Blind Enterprises and Services. I want to thank ACB and the ACB Board for the opportunity to serve on this board. And I want to thank the ACBES Board for th putting their confidence in me to chair this board. So ACBES is a wholly owned subsidiary of ACB. We are engaged in the business of running thrift stores. We have two thrift stores in the state of Texas, one in Lubbock and one in Amarillo. We take in gently used items and merchandise in addition to when we can get new items for resale. We've had some challenges over the past couple of years. You all know that in 2020, uh, the coronavirus impacted a lot of folks. At ACBES, we had to cut our budget. We cut it drastically because we didn't know how long we would be impacted. We closed the stores for at least a couple of months. But with the guidance of our Minnesota staff, led by Nancy Becker, we were able to secure some PPP loans that enabled us to keep most of our employees and then allowed us to reopen in June of last year, almost without a hitch. We had to temporarily close one of our stores, but it reopened with a bang. And for the rest of the year, 
we really did a good job. And end of the year on a profitable note. In fact, those PPP loans were forgiven and we were able to contribute positively to the ACB budget. In 2021, those challenges still persist. However, our Minnesota staff and our store managers who take care of the day-to-day -day operations for our stores have been ably keeping us afloat. We've been challenged by economic uncertainty, fluctuating employment rates, competition from other thrift stores and other dollar stores. But even in the face of all of that, we still are turning a profit. We're in, engaged in expanding our advertising, our community engagement, and our new social media presence. Going forward, we hope to continue to be a significant contributor to the ACB budget. Our plan is to contribute at least 10 to 20% to the total budget of ACB. Now, you might say 10 to 20% is quite a large range, but if you've been listening to the ACB board meetings and hearing the plans for the board itself, they have a significant plan to substantially increase the, the, the ACB budget. I'd rather contribute 10% to a significantly higher budget than 20% to a much smaller budget. Either way, ACBES plans to be a strong contributor to the overall ACB budget so that ACB can bring blind and visually impaired individuals all over this country together for a brighter future. Thank you, Michael. What an excellent ACBES report. And I am always excited every time I hear about the thrift stores. Uh, you know, we had some lean times, but now we're, we're making significant uh, income from our thrift stores. And as Michael said, the key uh, is to, to see those thrift stores generate, you know, 15% of our net revenue for the American Council of Blind. And again, a special Shout out and thank you to Nancy Marks Becker and Erica Keller for all of their amazing work in helping uh, guide the thrift stores, as well as the wonderful employees in both Amarillo and Lubbock that do such a good job of representing the American Council of the Blind. So thank you, Michael. Next, we'd like to hear, speaking of development and raising money, I'd now like to introduce to you a gentleman you've heard a lot from this weekend, but now this is his true, uh, true job inside of ACB, and that is I'd like to introduce to you Tony Stevens, our ACB Development Director from Baltimore, Maryland. Tony, it's got to be exciting to see all this money coming into the coffers this week. Mr. President, thank you so much. It, it is exciting. I mean, we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, uh, the money coming into the coffers because, you know, I, I think of it a little bit differently in the way that we're going to be talking and sharing with you today about what does that money do, right? That's a big thing. It's not about just creating some large sum of savings. Uh, we've been extremely fortunate this week 
Um, I'd like to first start off by thanking everybody that has been working tirelessly behind the scenes. Uh, you had a chance to hear from a lot of us on screen and in front of you this week, right? And it's all for the purpose of having the convention of the American Council of the Blind, all of us members. But I know at times it may seem like, at least I know, with like angels and other things like that, and the corporate individual sponsor names we had a chance to hear earlier today and throughout the week, uh, you hear some of us a little bit more than others. Uh, there are many, many, many folks working behind the scenes. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that volunteering towards the end uh, when I talk about all the hard work that goes in that really comes as a contribution overall as well to the American Council of the Blind. But for what we're going to do today right now, what I'd love to do is take a few minutes to share with you all about the state of affairs in terms of, of the development and, and the relationship building. Because development is nothing more than bringing in what we need to do what we do. And sometimes that comes with a dollar sign. Most often it's thought of as having the dollar sign. But at the end of the day, it's really about relationship building and having other people come on board with us and help lift us up as we work to create opportunity and independence for Americans who are blind and visually impaired, not just throughout the country, but as we've learned through the pandemic, our footprint has gone global now and our work has on, gone global. I mean, yes, we've advocated for international issues over the years, but we're creating something new this past year. And when I think about where I was last year, when I had a chance to speak with everyone during the, the first pandemic convention that we ever had, right? The first time in our 59 year history last year when we couldn't meet in person, it's, it's been light years away, it feels like. We're one year later now, we're one year still into the pandemic. Uh, we're still wearing our masks when we go out into the community, even though we've been vaccinated, so many of us. Uh, we find ourselves still, in a sense, not totally there yet for normalcy. I can't wait until we're in Omaha when it'll feel so much more like it did in 2019 in Rochester or the years before. But what we have now is still a very special time in our history. So I want us to stop for a moment and think about that special time. Over the next few minutes, I'm going to be talking about three main points, and they're all going to be in, in almost unspeakably, you can't, you can't escape it. All three of the main driving factors into what we've been doing in terms of our external relationship building and capacity building within the organization pivots on three main things. But all those things are under the umbrella of what has been the most unique years in American history, the pandemic, right? And not just the pandemic, like it was in, you know, 1917, 1918, we hear a lot about that, you know, the historical century ago. But it's a pandemic during an age when the whole world is interconnected now. There was a scholar in the 1960s named Marshall McLuhan, he talked about a global village. That global village has truly come to fruition and matured. It, it grew up into adulthood during the pandemic as we as a world became wired together. Cindy, you know, talks in, in, in her reports and things she'll be sharing. Uh, you know, we have, and not to steal thunder for Cindy, but, you know, we have volunteers for the community of the American Council of the Blind all over the world helping out. So we're excited in a sense that in space, <laughs> bear with me, everybody. I'm going to step off camera real quick because my jaws is going crazy. I don't want that voice. So I hear that voice enough. So uh, sorry, my computer was chatting. But in terms of where we are with the pandemic, we can't escape it. We are a global village and it's made us stronger as a result of that. As people who are blind and visually impaired, we obviously know about adversity and we know it makes us stronger. And that's been the message in a lot of ways. Uh, that we've been pushing out over this past year. Uh, a message that says, you know what, when the world shut down, we stepped up and we stepped to the plate. And we've had over, you know, we'll get an exact number from Cindy, I'm sure. Uh, 
but you know, thousands and thousands, over 4,500, I think, community meetings, right? Uh, it's been outstanding. Um, I wanna talk about voice, choice, and community today. Those are three main areas that we really have focused in on in terms of a lot of our external engagement and messaging over the past year. But within the context of who we are as a family today, as the American Council of the Blind, as a group of people dedicated to one common purpose and cause, I think it carries in a powerful, powerful narrative that helps the rest of the world know who we are. When it comes to voice, right? Uh, American Council of the Blind, we say we foster voice choice and community over the past year. Uh, the voice essentially is that as the world felt like we were being forced in and isolated, we stepped up and done what we always know what to do, advocate, to speak on behalf of people, but also to give ourselves, to empower ourselves to have a voice. Clark did that with the outstanding work he had been doing this past year in terms of the advocacy around voting rights and every other aspect on Clark's plate that we had a chance to hear a couple of days ago. But at the same time too, the community, the membership has stepped up. Uh, our folks with the ACB media team have worked to give a voice to all the affiliates around the country at free of charge for their conventions, right? We were able to provide access to have your convention meet whole new audiences and whole new places. That's a value. We are giving voice to the affiliates. So when members give their money, they know that that money is directly helping the affiliates by sustaining the work that the ACB Media Network, and it's no longer ACB Radio, as you've heard throughout the convention. Just before the convention, we've launched the ACB Media Network. And the whole purpose and mission of that ACB Media Network is to give the American Council of the Blind, those of us, all the members, I'm a member as well. I'm a proud member of Maryland and GDUI. But we give all the Americans a voice. There is a voice for everybody on the ACB Media Network. And it's not just on our live audio streams, but it's also in so many other ways. We have voices through our podcasts. It's so easy to get involved in the community meetings as well. And many of those are saved as a podcast. At the same time, we have our blog. That's also on there now. So you're going to be hearing more about the blog as we come out of the convention and finding ways that maybe you're a little nervous. Maybe you don't have time to create a podcast or another time. But there's a way in our communications infrastructure now for you to have a voice. And that's what it's about. We are a grassroots organization as we reflect on our 60 years. We know we were born out of that group of people who said, you know what, we want to make sure our voice is heard. And the ACB Media Network is there specifically for you to help have your voice heard. Not our voice of Washington, D.C., the national staff and office, not the board of directors. While it does serve in excellent communications to get us out information to people, but it's also extremely member-driven. And it's there to be designed as member-driven. So I want to thank Jeff Bishop, who is a member and a member of our board as well, but a strong, solid volunteer for this organization. He doesn't get paid, but he put hours and hours along with our contractors, Debbie Hazelton and Rick Morn, along with Jennifer Flatt, our new communications manager, and an army of volunteers to help get the ACB Media Network up and launched. So thank you, Jeff, and thank you to everybody that's been working in that space. All of our volunteers, our streamers, everybody that has worked in to make this convention a success. But coming out of the convention, it's going to be equally successful with the fact that we now have a platform that truly empowers the voice of every one of our members and is there for every American who's blind and visually impaired. You don't have to just be a member to be involved with our clubhouse or our community rooms or any of that. Of course, we want you to be a member because you come into the family, but you don't have to be, but you have a voice. And so that's what the media network's there for. Now, choice. The media network plays an important part in terms of the choice as well in relationship building, right? We want people to follow us. We want people to come along and we want people to support us. Well, part of the reality is that we're all very different. 
the pandemic has shown us how different we really all are. While we may have the similar struggles and challenges, we have come together as a group and been able to hear so many different diverse perspectives, diverse voices, all the things around us that remind ourselves that the American Council of the Blind is a unique organization of individuals. Every individual, no matter what walk of life, no matter what your age is, no matter what your ethnicity is, your religion, your background, your gender identity, whatever that may be, you're welcome in the American Council of the Blind. And so choice is critical in that. Just go through the weekly community list. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to, you know, send an email to community at acb.org to Cindy Hollis and her membership team, and you will get subscribed to the newsletter that's daily and weekly updates on the diverse range of choice, choice for voices and choice for opportunities, different ways to meet people wherever they are, no matter where you are in your journey as someone who's blind or visually impaired or someone who knows or is friends or family with someone who's blind or visually impaired. The work that we're doing with the American Council of the Blind is working to help establish that choice that has made us, in a sense, really exemplify and culminate the past 60 years of our existence since we were founded into the values today that are now really fitting in so well into a post-pandemic world. The idea that in a virtual world, there's choice for anything everywhere at any given time. And we hear that at ACB, and we wanna make sure there's choice for you, the member. And you know, I mentioned it a few times, the last thing, and we foster voice choice and community, is the community, right? I loved hearing the auction the other night because we had literally, not from coast to coast, but from ocean to middle of the other side of the ocean, people get involved and having fun and celebrating, celebrating ACB, celebrating and giving money and raising money. Thank you to Leslie Spoon and her committee for doing such an outstanding job of raising over $42,000. But what was just as fun during that call was we were people all over the world together, laughing, some of us having drinks, some of us enjoying food, some of us salivating at the food we just bought and will be shipped to us soon. We broke bread together that night and we were family. I had the chance when I was director of advocacy to go out to our affiliate in Hawaii, the Hawaii Association for the Blind, our, our, our brothers and sisters out in, this, in the Pacific Islands. And they had a wonderful word that I loved, ohana. And it meant so much to me because it was true. Because I went there as well. I had family out there as well and visited my own family, an aunt that lives out there, who's my legitimate ohana, which is Hawaiian for family. And that expression alone resonated into what the American Council of the Blind is. To know that I could go what felt like on the other side of the world, so far from the East Coast of the United States, and I was brought in and treated like family. My hope is during this past week at convention, maybe you felt a little bit like family. Maybe when you joined in on a community event, my hope is you feel like family. When you, when you give in the auction, when you give in any other way, if it's financial or volunteer, whatever you give, my hope is you feel like family. Because in the eyes of all of us that work here in the national office of ACB and of our board of directors who, who put so many volunteer hours in, it is like family. And for all of you right now that are members now, maybe you're feeling like a distant cousin because you just came into the organization. It doesn't matter. If you're a member of ACB, you're family. We've got you in a sense that we will advocate for you. We will support you. We will give you a platform for you to have a voice. We will give you that choice. And we will give you the community that is that ohana, that spirit that I remember leaving out of Honolulu with that, that, that feeling that I've never met these people, and yet we're family. I think that's going to be the best part of when we all get together again in person in Omaha in 2022. 
the fact that we can truly feel like family in person, because it's still a little bit removed with the world of being virtual as it is on Zoom meetings. But yet the auction the other night showed us we can laugh, we can break bread, and we can be family. That's what you get when you come to the American Council of the Blind. You get the voice, you get the choice, and you get the community, but even richer than just any community. Not just a community of like-minded people fighting for blindness, but there's the opportunity to truly develop and foster a real family. That's what makes me excited for the year to come. We have so much in store, so much, in op so much opportunity for folks to get involved and support the organization. Now, I'm the director of development. People always think the director of development is the person that goes around and asks for dollars, right? I knock on doors, you know, I knock on doors and I say, hello, you know, can you give ACB money? And that's part of the job. And I, I like that part of the job. It's a tough part of the job sometimes, but it's a very humbling part of the job because I get to go sell the value of our voice, our choice, and our community to people. I get to brag about all of us, about all of you. That is an amazing, powerful job to get to go brag about the family that I'm proud of. In that spirit, that's where we find ourselves in a space of giving. Not everybody can give money. And I know, yes, I'm the person that has to get to go out there and ask for dollars. I remind people to sign up for MMS, which you can still do. And, you know, the auction or the, the raffle the giveaway prize will be given away once, uh, you know, they're still not too late. I'll give that number at the end. Don't worry, Nancy, if you're sitting around in the, National, in the Minneapolis office waiting, wondering why the phone's not ringing yet. But we have ourselves an excellent opportunity given so many more ways than even just money. We give of our time. We give of our talents. And then the financial resources, that's part of the equation. But as President Spoon always says, you know, our time, talent, and resources and whatever we can give. We heard Sunday night that people have given over a million dollars in volunteer time to the American Council of the Blind over the past year. There's over 41,000 hours of volunteer time that equates to over a million dollars in con contributions alone. That's virtually half of our whole operating budget, including the convention budget and everything else. Just in volunteer time alone, that much time and attention given to the organization. To all of our volunteers, I say thank you. To all of our donors that have given their resources, their physical resources. We look back at the community-a-thon on New Year's Eve that the community themselves held that raised over $10,000. The auction that just raised $42,000. The last ticket sold last night on the banquet. The walk, which is now over $80,000, getting so $81,000, getting so close to our goal. It's going to go to August 31st. The individual giving has come up this year. Our support has come up. Our corporate sponsorships are up over $30,000 from last year's convention. We have so much to be thankful of. Everybody that has given us out of your own resources, your money, your in-kind contributions, I say thank you as well. That money is going directly into the work that we're doing at the American Council of the Blind to foster the voice, choice, and community that I talked about earlier. We couldn't do it without the volunteer time. We couldn't do it without the resources. And we can't do it without the talent as well. The staff that the board was able to approve in hiring last year in our budget, that staff is working hard already, the talented staff and our contractors as well, to help spread the word and spread the value of ACB. And with that, we've already begun to see an uptick in, in contribution and traffic and money coming to the organization. We're currently running an advertisement, the 15-second spot on Yahoo Finance. So go to Yahoo Finance and watch videos. Keep clicking through to the commercials. We're going to be one of the ones that you can't click through and say skip ad. But it's allowing us to reach millions and millions of potential new folks that can come to the organization, learn more about us, and be able to give. That's where we are in a sense. We are experiencing through the pandemic a sense of growth. Our family is getting bigger. But in that is an exciting time 
when we have a chance to bring in new people and bring in new family. Ask any parent who's ever welcomed a child into the world or anybody that's ever you know, held the hand of a newborn baby and there's a sense of excitement, right? Sense of someone new to the family. You've ever gone to a wedding and welcomed the grooms and the groom's brothers and sisters, they're now family. Throughout our whole lives, we bring new people into our communities, no matter what our community may be, if it's ACB or our family or our work or wherever it may be. We bring people into the community and we grow and we welcome in new people. And we ask them to walk with us and they grow and everybody gives according to how they're able to give to help support the family. So now's the ask time. As director of development, I would be remiss in my job if I didn't do the ask, right? The thing is, there's so many ways to give to the organization. There's so many ways to give back to the family that is the American Council of the Blind for all of you that are members and allies and friends and partners. Volunteering, as we've heard, is one of the most amazing ways to give back because it gives to you as well. You get something in return in a sense that you get to create camaraderie, support, teamwork. So I would encourage everybody before even asking to open wallets, give money like a telethon, to give them your time. Find a way that you can get involved. If it's starting a podcast, if it's writing a blog post about your experiences, if it's coming onto the community meetings, if it's just being present, if someone sounds in trouble or, or stressed out on a conference call, asking, hey, you want to talk afterwards? Do you want to connect? Just being there the same way that family is there, the same way that a big brother or a little big or a big sister sits down with their sibling and says, hey, I'm here for you. That's what volunteering is. And it gives back so much more in return. So I encourage everybody, find a time that you can carve out to volunteer to the organization. Doesn't need to be a lot. It could be a little. But a little, when we're talking about thousands, well, that's what gets us up to the over a million dollars in a contribution alone in volunteer time of in-kind contribution. Now to our corporate sponsors. We're so thankful for all the corporations that support us, that believe in our mission. We launched a couple of weeks ago the 60 for 60 campaign to celebrate our 60th anniversary. It was on July 7th, 1961 that the American Council of the Blind was formed. So we started our 60 for 60 campaign. It's gonna last a year and it's gonna go through until July 6th, 2022. Once we're all back together in Omaha, very exciting to think we'll be there ending our 60th year of celebrating 60 years of success, the 60 years that came prior to this year of celebration, jubilee, if you will. And in that time, in that space, over the course of the next year, there's going to be opportunities to give directly to ACB. To our corporate partners as well, there's opportunities to give. And there's challenges to give. We're going to be announcing one specific challenge. It was leaked a little bit earlier this week with Matt Ader from Vespero. But I want to take this time to thank Vespero because we're going to be announcing on the 26th, we want to get past convention, but on the ADA anniversary, a very special opportunity to people for people to give and to give a little extra for the 60 for 60 campaign. But to our corporate partners as well, we encourage you. We know that the support of convention and all these opportunities is excellent. It's a great way to get out there and to meet new people, to meet your market and your the customers and the consumers, to find out the pulse of Americans who are blind and visually impaired and what's going on. But our corporate partners, I invite you as well to walk with us throughout the whole year. Don't be shy. We are so fortunate that we have folks that come into our office now, finally starting to let people into the offices now. It's very exciting here in our Alexandria office. But keep walking with us. Just because, you know, I mean, it's a corporation and members and things like that is family. But corporations are our partners that are working out. They're fighting for opportunity. Your family as well. So thank you for the corporate support we've gotten over the past year. Those that continued on throughout their own economic hard times, thank you. And 
I'm looking forward to walking again all together with us. We have the Get Up and Get Moving campaign, and there's a lot of opportunities. I want to thank Vanda for being our first health hero. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for our corporate partners over the next year to get involved. And this campaign is bringing together our advocacy, bringing together our partnerships, bringing together our public awareness, all in one sort of opportunity to focus on the real systemic barriers of opportunity for Americans who are blind and visually impaired. That's on a macro level. We're going to be talking about those throughout the campaign over the next three years. And we invite our corporate partners to come and walk with all of us, all of our family. We'll be meeting for the first time on October 15th. I go up next week to scout out where we're going to be hopefully holding a walk and a public awareness event on International White Cane Day in New York City. It'll be in tandem with Karen Blackowitz and the folks in the New York State Convention up in Buffalo that weekend as well. But it's invitation for the entire country to get up and get moving because that's what relationship is. That's what volunteering is. That's what giving is. It's an opportunity to walk with us. Now, the get up and get moving isn't just about walking for our own health and to empower ourselves and take back our health, but it's also an opportunity for us just to walk together, better together wherever we are, stronger together whenever we walk together. So join us, walk with us all the way to Omaha, if it may be, wherever you are right now. Thank you for everything you've given to the American Council of the Blind, for every contribution. There's still a chance to give for the MMS program. There's going to be some fun giveaways for that. You can call 612-332-3242 or email askacbmms at gmail.com. Askacbmms at gmail.com to find out more about how you can give your money over time. And that's what the MMS program is. Because you may say, it's hard for me to give a dollar. It's hard for me to give an hour right now. But if you spread things out over time, it's easier. And the MMS program for monthly monetary support is a fantastic way to give and give and spread it out over time. So Jean Mann is our chair for the MMS program. She's been doing a great job, but I want folks to consider you give a little bit, but sometimes when you spread that little bit over time, it helps. Like any family knows you have to balance a budget and sometimes we can't give a lot right now, but a little bit here and here and here and here, I'm moving my hands like dancing away. That can go a long way. So consider the MMS program. Again, ask acbmms at gmail.com, or you can call our national office, 612-332-3242. They'll put you in touch. They'll, they'll take your information and be able to get back to you with Gene or someone from the MMS committee to help make your contribution even go longer. Now, in closing, again, I've said thank you. I've asked us to walk together. And as we come to the end of the convention, again, just remember this. At times, our experiences are special as Americans who are blind and visually impaired. When we come together, we find ourselves stronger. We find ourselves with a voice. We find ourselves with a choice. And we find ourselves with a community. So welcome to the family for those that are new. Thank you to all those that have been making this community a success over the past year and that have helped us do the work we do here in Washington and all around the country. So with that, I wish you all well. Have a wonderful rest of convention for the remaining time that we have together. And I'll look so, so forward to getting a chance to walk with you all together down the halls of the Hilton in Omaha, Nebraska. Be well, everybody. Take care. Tony, Tony, thank you so much. A wonderful development report, but I got to ask you one question. So if I want to say happy birthday and happy anniversary to ACB and participate in the 60 and 60 campaign, how do I do that? Do I go to the website? Do I call the office? How do I give my money? So the 60 for 60, if you go to acb.org, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find that uh, there's, a, there's a, a big button on our page. So if you just 
keep tabbing through with your voiceover, you know, or your text, your jaws or whatever you're doing, uh, you're going to find the give, donate the 60 for 60 campaign. And that campaign is 60,000 over the next year. And you can give 60, you can give six, you can give whatever you can give. But our goal is to raise $60,000 in individual giving and also target some corporations as well to see how our corporate partners can also give. But in that spirit, uh, it's very simple. Just go to acb.org mm-hmm. and check out that donate 60 for 60 button. And I can give 60 or 160, whatever, whatever uh, makes me feel good. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, 600. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Tony, for that suggestion. So, but well, and again, thank you so much for a wonderful development report. We look so much forward to the get up and get moving campaign and a really opportunity to, to bring our message across the country and around the world. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Dan. Fantastic. What a great job. I tell you, Tony's doing a wonderful job as our development director. And uh, it's hard to believe that we, we, we just, he just joined the team a little over a year ago and uh, boy, he's hit the ground running. Uh, next, I'd like to introduce to you uh, another colleague and friend, uh, the um, <clears throat> membership services coordinator for the American Council of the Blind, Cindy Hollis. So Cindy, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Dan. This is an exciting time in ACB. And it was two years ago that I spoke to this membership. And I remember we were in uh, New York uh, and I talked about embrace, engage, empower. And really, nothing's changed since then as far as those three keywords, I believe, truly are what drive membership. Uh, We need to embrace and then engage and empower our members. And I am just so delighted that so many of our affiliates are doing that even throughout a pandemic. It was a year and a half ago or so, almost a year and a half, that this pandemic hit and everything kind of changed for all of us. And uh, who knew when we held two events that week of March 16th, it was March 17th and 19th, that those two events, conference calls, that really wanted to reach out to our affiliates and encourage them to stay connected with their memberships Who knew that they would grow into what is now this huge community of events? But that is exactly what has happened. And it has really been driven by the people, by all of you. And I'm going to talk a little bit about community because I'll probably talk a lot about community, actually, because it has been such a driving force for what we are doing in the American Council of the Blind. And we know, based on the awards given for affiliate growth, BITS and Next Generation have been utilizing community over the last year as well. And they both have had extraordinary growth in their affiliates. And we also know they're not alone. Those affiliates who have been showing growth, I have been looking at their activity level 
in our community events, and it seems to me that there is a direct correlation. So let's talk about connection. It's all well and good when we talk about embrace, engage, and empower, but what does that really mean? Really, that is the recipe for connection, and connection is what builds community. I started thinking about and and actually wrote about uh, probably in June of last year, I, I wrote a little article called Connecting the Dots. And I was thinking about this earlier today and how when I was a child and my sister who was sighted, they used to do these connect the dot drawings. And so they'd be given a paper uh, and it would have a picture, but they would they would know what to do by you know, going from one to two to three to four on these dots. And um, there is audio coming through uh, from somebody. Uh, and so they would see the pathway that they needed to go from dot to dot. And then they would eventually. Yeah, Kelly, we are hearing you. Um, let's set it up and see how it looks. Oh. We might be okay. Um, anyway, uh, so we would, sorry, <laughs> um, we would have a picture come out of this pathway that the, the page prescribed. And it was dot to dot. And a young child did not have to know exactly how to get to the end result. They just had to be able to count, follow the directions. And as a blind person, as a blind child, I couldn't do those dot to dots. And it frustrated me to no end. Uh, And even if uh, I had a little bit of vision and someone would like draw really dark lines and try to help me, you know, figure it out. It wasn't the same. It was. It felt like it was so um, unreachable, and it was really frustrating as a kid to want to be able to do that drawing and not be able to. Fast forward close to fifty years for me, and I feel like uh, COVID and what we ended up with here has allowed all of us to connect those unseen dots and create something amazing. And we've done it together. And it wasn't anything we had to see. And in fact, that canvas, that virtual canvas, we didn't know what it was going to look like when we held those two events back in March of 2020. Now we hold anywhere from 80 to 100 events in a week. In June of last year, we held over 200 for the first time in the month of June. In September, we held over 300 events for the first time. And in March of this year, we held over 400 events for the first time. The growth has been ongoing, consistent, and it's because so many dots, so many people are out there wanting to feel that connection, creating that connection that is building our community. But it doesn't just happen. There's a few things that take place to make it happen. 
One is that if before you can have connection, you have to start with an introduction. And what are we doing to introduce people to the American Council of the Blind? Well, we of course are sharing our message in a lot of ways that Tony explained through ACB Media, through our Braille Forum, through ACB Media Network, on our, on our uh, internet radio station, through our blogs, through our Facebook group, and also now through Clubhouse, new people are coming to ACB and learning who we are. And so there's the introduction. What happens next is the important piece then. That's the embrace, making people feel welcome, and then engaging them in what we're doing. And if we're doing something that we believe in, it's really easy to get people hooked, right? So I want you to think about your own chapter, your own national affiliate, and what have you done to embrace, welcome in people, well, let people know about you, so introduce them, then welcome them in, and what are you doing to engage them into your chapter or affiliate? And once you've engaged them, what are you doing to empower them so that they have growth? Growth in your chapter, growth in your organization. What's happened in the community has been organic. And it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. We have a lot of people coming to ACB through our community. And as they get engaged and, and they become empowered, they become hungry for more. So we had people start out as attendees and eventually they said, oh, I could do something here too. I want to contribute. And so they started facilitating some of our calls, whether it be a social event or bringing some sort of specialty, some sort of talent, teaching guitar, a language, crafts, uh, abacus, technology, doing peer-to-peer -peer support. It's endless. People have been coming forward because they want to give back. What if we didn't have this community? All of this talent, all of this energy, all of this volunteerism, all of this connection would not be happening right now. So many new people have come to us in this way. And then they step up and say, I want to host even people that never saw themselves as being a technology person, including yours truly, have learned how to uh, use Zoom in a way that has helped us professionalize how we hold our events. So people have stepped up. We have 125 volunteer hosts who have gone through training to learn to be a host, all of whom are blind or with low vision. Ladies and gentlemen, this community 
is filled with people who are blind and visually impaired, not only attending these events, but they are facilitating and hosting them. We have heard from people who've learned how to host that it has given them an opportunity to host in mainstream activities, whether it be their church, a camp, or work-related activities, because they've learned this skill in our community. There is no greater empowerment than that. But the challenge now is for us to not lose that momentum within ACB and to those people in our community that are being impacted. When they reach out to their local chapters or affiliates, they need to be welcomed and they need to be engaged and they need to be empowered and they need to feel that sense of belonging that they feel in our community. It is connection that is the pathway to community. And uh, so I want to challenge each of you in whichever affiliate you are to look at ways that you can truly engage and empower those folks that come to your chapters and give them that connection that they so desperately desire and it will grow your affiliate i promise you so a lot of things have happened since last year one of them is that we've had two interns that have served the membership services uh, department if you will i want to acknowledge and thank nat ratcliffe who was with us in the fall and through her and uh, with her, we were able to bring some process to our community events. It was, a, it was getting pretty big, pretty fast. And so we got forms created and some processes in place. And then she was done and I was sad. And the next thing I knew, somebody came to me and said, gosh, is there a way that I can help? I'm looking for an internship and bam, we had Belinda Collins and she worked with us through February, February through April as an intern and really helped uh, build up a process for how we created the schedule and, uh, and really a process for checking our work it was really important. Uh, this is a moving target and uh, it really became important for us to find a way to make this as streamlined and, as possible. So I want to thank Nat and Belinda for all of their hard work and continued work in our community. Because what I have learned is once people start volunteering, they don't just, they're not a one and done. They're still here, they're here for the long haul. They want to keep giving and these ladies have and I'm just so grateful for that. Uh, Belinda continues to give hours and hours of time every week uh, to the work that we are doing. Then we were so blessed to get a, a, a grant from the Gibney Foundation 
that allowed us to hire a full-time person to support us in these efforts with our community. And through a process of nearly 80 applicants, which was pretty monumental, and it was quite a, a, a ride working through that process. But we uh, ended up hiring Colby Garrison from North Carolina, who began work with us in early April and uh, is so has been with us for a little over three and a half months. And I am just delighted to introduce Colby. I want you all to hear if you've not been in our community hospitality this week, you didn't get a chance to talk with her. But if you have, and many of you did drop in during those five hours every day from Saturday through Thursday, I know that you got to meet this uh, bright, cheerful, and uh, just a, really a, a, a delightful addition to ACB's team, uh, our staff. So I wanted Colby to say hi. I wanted all of you to get to hear her. And by the way, she sings beautifully. So if in the future we don't use her somewhere in some way, shape or form at a convention, everyone's missing out because this young lady can sing. Uh, but Colby, hello. Hello, ACB. Oh all right. <laughs> so Colby, I want to first um, say to you, welcome from everyone in the organization. And, uh, you know, this is this has been quite a ride. I told you before convention, I was going to challenge you during convention. Did I did I say that? Yes, you did. Yeah. And did I did I challenge you? You did. Oh, good. Oh, that was my intent. So that's good. <laughs> I know uh, personal experience, the more we're challenged, the more we grow and growth is good. So uh, I asked you, even though I know you would have loved to help host a lot of our webinar activities, you learned how to host webinars, but I asked you to facilitate our community hospitality room. So can you give me a, just a, a glimpse of what you learned from doing that this week? I absolutely can. I cannot thank you enough for asking me to do that. I definitely grew. I was embraced by everyone. I engaged with everyone and I definitely feel empowered because of that experience and got to know a lot of our community members and brought new members to the community and it 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 has been priceless so i want to just quickly uh ask you like two questions uh because you know people may not know you now that we've done some interviews you've done interviews so there is stuff out there but i want uh folks to know just a little bit about you okay. so um what is really briefly what is your degree in my degrees both of degrees are in one is communication studies that's my bachelor's and then i have a degree in court reporting as well all right and i know that you um have a a love for a specific sport. So I know you're just shining right this second because I, <laughs> you know. So tell everybody what is your love and why? 
My favorite sport would have to be NASCAR. Um, I love how complex it is and how everybody has to work together to make the, to make, it's, it's not just about one person. It's, it's about the, the whole, uh, the parts that make up the whole and, and each part is integral to making everything happen. Beautiful. And we work together like that as well. It is a team. It, it really is. Um, to get that finished product out, there's a lot that goes into it. Lots of moving parts, lots of people giving us information, lots of navigating. We don't always get it perfect. We just do our best and we appreciate uh, the work you are doing. Colby, thank you so much. Thank you. I want to talk just a little bit more about this community that has grown. We have this theme, better together wherever we are. This morning in our morning coffee, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't really any different than most of our events we hold in the community. But I acknowledged where people lived as we went, uh, as people shared this morning and it was it was really just so evident of who we are in our community that we could go from New York to Hawaii to Florida to Iowa to Colorado to Finland to Kentucky to Australia to Arkansas to California to Michigan to Washington and anywhere in between. We have three of our hosts who have gone through training are outside of the US, the Philippines, Canada, and Dubai. And Melissa, who is in Dubai, is actually our youngest host. We have a regular attendee in our community who is 12 years old and lives in Illinois. We never know who these activities in our community are going to reach. We know that people are sharing about what we are doing through rehabilitation, uh, schools, other organizations, friends, blogs, and the list goes on. I always remind people that you don't have to be a member to take part in our community events. But of course, we'd welcome you if you decide to join. We don't check ID at the door. Everyone is welcome. It's beautiful when I get to hear people in the community reminding people of our foundation of staying, keeping our events safe, respectful, and welcoming. Our own community wears those words in every action. Do we on occasion fall short? We may. Everyone's human <laughs> that takes part. But when we learn of anything, we try to fix it. There's a lot of grace offered in our community. And if you haven't taken part in a while or ever, we would love to have you join us. If you have a talent, a treasure to share, we'd love for you to do it. So just drop a note to community at acb.org and let's figure out how we can get you on the schedule. 
There are a few amazing things that took place over the last year in the community that I think are worth sharing. If you didn't take part, you missed out. Thanksgiving, we had, it was, I think, an eight-hour or 10-hour, I don't remember now, uh, event of Friendsgiving. And uh, I think it was a 10-hour event. I think it went from 10 to 8. And it was nonstop. It was on ACB radio at the time. And we didn't want anyone spending their Thanksgiving alone. And nobody had to. And I still hear about how impactful that event was. At the holidays, we had several things going on. And one of them that was uh, well-received, and regardless if there's a pandemic or not, I think we need to do it every year, was our virtual tree lighting on Christmas Eve. It was just a beautiful time together as a community. And then who could forget our community-a-thon? It was just an idea and a committee was formed from the community and we spent 12 hours from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern together nonstop. And we had entertainment and we talked about all of our different events that we hold in the community and people shared and people gave and they gave and they gave. And who could have ever thought that we could really reach a goal that really, I don't know that any of us thought we'd reach, but the community came through and we raised 10,700 plus dollars in that 12 hour period for an event that never was really planned other than about a month or three weeks before. And everyone came in and gave and just, it was amazing, an amazing way to bring in 2021. So together we can do really so much. We are better together wherever we are. In closing, I want to mention a, an item I'm wearing. It's a butterfly, it's a beaded butterfly. It was made by my dear friend, my new friend because of this community. She calls herself a Fenerican, Sirku in Finland. She made me this butterfly and I got to thinking about what a butterfly is. And a butterfly goes through lots of changes before it really becomes a butterfly. It's called transformation, and it is symbolic of the transformation and change that our chapters have to go through, that ACB as an organization is going through, and change can be scary, but when you think about change, when you think about what has to go into it to make change happen, and there's work, and there's discomfort, and all of that. Think about the outcome, that butterfly. And the butterfly in this organization is all of the new people that are coming together, that are getting connected, that are building community, that are strengthening our organization. Please, affiliates, chapters, we are gonna to continue to try and reach out to each of you, but please don't hesitate to reach out to me. 
A little over a year ago, we started the Hump Day Happy Hour for Presidents. We are going to be starting a similar connection for our chapter presidents all over the country. In every affiliate, over 300 presidents, we are going to work to bring you together so that we can build that connection within that group of people. We want you to receive the same peer support that our affiliate presidents are receiving. We want you to feel the connection at the chapter level from our national organization, and we want to help you to become whatever butterfly you are going to become. And you may become a butterfly more than once, and that's okay. And if any of you have ideas and ways that I can help you, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out. I am passionate about growing ACB. I am passionate about people. I am passionate about you and your chapter and your affiliate. I've been a member of this organization for 35 plus years, have held leadership roles at the chapter, state, and special interest affiliate level. I know the challenges and I want to help you. I am so grateful to be in this role. You don't even know. And last year, I spoke to you from Minnesota because that's where I was living. I now live in Michigan. I want to thank Eric for allowing me to continue working remotely so that I could live near family. And I want to thank Dan and Eric for their continued support of the work that we are doing in membership services. And I just want to say, uh, go forth and fly butterfly. Thank you so much. Please stick around. We're going to give our results for our voting. And uh, then we're going to have a roundtable. And Cindy, of course, uh, you're part of that as one of our key staff members. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love your butterfly story. That is trans trans transitioning i think that transformation transformation yes Yes. i think that is that is a word to grow with i believe it and change is hard it really is but as i told people for many many years if you're uncomfortable if you're changing you're growing and that's what acb needs to do continue to grow into the future so thank you cindy thank you colby all right now, our supervisor of elections, Nancy Marks Becker, do you have the results of our vote on the motion? I do have the results. All right. We would love to hear them, Nancy. So please give us the total and then the, uh, you know, for individual and for affiliates. Yes. Well, the total number of votes cast was 870, 862, or 99.1% voted yes. Six individuals or 0.7 voted no. There were two individuals or 0.2% abstained from voting. The affiliate vote was 371 or 100% yes, zero, no. The individual count was 491 yes or 98.4% yes. Six or 1.2% no, 2% of two people abstained, or 0.4% abstained. Thank you, Dan. 
Thank you, Nancy. And this motion required a two-thirds vote of our membership to be approved. I uh, believe, I want you to confirm that I believe we exceeded the two-thirds or 66.67%. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Thank you, Supervisor of Elections. Therefore, our motion has been approved and we will uh, continue our agenda with a uh, meeting scheduled for Saturday, August 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So thank you, Nancy. And now we're going to pull our group of staff and ACB officers and uh, and committee chairs together for, I think, just a wonderful conversation to kind of, uh, you know, wrap up the week here. We've got uh, BOP will be on a little later to do a, a roundup wrap up show, and, I, and they'll have some wonderful thoughts. But I wanted our members to have a chance to talk to our officers and to our key staff members, uh, or listen to them, I should say. And I, uh, you know, uh, want to thank uh, Kim Charlson, our immediate past president. She is feverishly working uh, to get ready for the uh, pre, uh, pre-show that we're going to do with NBC on the Olympics. So, uh, Kim, thank you for all your efforts there. And David Trott is, uh, you know, has, is, is working two conventions uh, here today because he's also uh, working with the alumni from, uh, from the uh, school in Alabama. So uh, David could not be with us this afternoon, but we have uh, our new first vice president, Deb Cook-Lewis. Uh, welcome, Deb. Yes, thank you, Dan. Oh, glad to hear your voice. I mean, I know you've been running all over. Uh, if anybody has tired feet from this convention, it's Deb Cook Lewis with all the uh, with all the Zoom rooms she's been watching over the week. So thank you for being here, Deb. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have our second vice president from Glen Ellen, Illinois, Ray Campbell. Welcome, Ray. He is here. Ray might be muted. I don't know. I'm there. I think I'm there now. You are. Right, we hear you, Ray. Welcome, okay, Ray. Good. But all of a sudden, I wasn't expecting a little pop-up on my screen. I, I, I had a mute and unmute button in front of me. But anyway, that being said, good good afternoon, ACB. Uh, this is Ray Campbell. I'm here. I apologize for how I'm dressed. I did not know I was going to be on stage this morning, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. Uh, I'm not as dressed as good as I normally would be. But hey. Be that as it may. And I think Deb probably doesn't have tired feet. She's probably got very tired fingers from all those Zoom panel invites <laughs> she had to send out. So uh, I, welcome. I think, Th- thanks, Dan, for the opportunity. This is great. Thank you, Ray. And uh, next, Denise Colley, our ACB secretary from Lacey, Washington. Denise? Sorry, my phone keeps falling off my stand. Oh. <laughs> This is Denise Colley, and I am your ACB secretary, and um, I just got here, so I'm not sure what I was supposed to do exactly. <laughs> just say hello. <laughs> hello, everybody in hello. ACB. We're just kind of going around and introducing everybody. And now I, I, uh, I'm going to introduce our two other, our, well, our, our other guests, and then uh, I think the rest of the folks uh, kind of are, are under Eric, so we'll let Eric kind of go through that roll call. Uh, but I want to introduce uh, Janet Dickelman, our convention uh, coordinator. So, Janet, welcome. 
Hello, hello. Thank you for having me as part of this roundtable. I appreciate being here. Oh, I was just looking. I was just looking up some information uh, about tonight's segment. So Very that's good. Why I wasn't unmuted right away. Ah, uh, thank you, Janet. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's not like we haven't been talking. Uh, we we we're we're in constant contact. So good to hear that's your voice right. again. Janet. That's right. And then uh, next, I'd like to introduce uh, Eric Bridges to kind of. Uh, introduce the staff that's with us today all right reporting for duty sir all right thank you eric <laughs> yeah um so here in the office uh to my right who are you clark rockball acb's director of advocacy and governmental affairs all right and to my left tony stevens director of development and then in michigan Cindy Hollis, Membership Services Coordinator. Excellent. All right. Thank and then you. we and then we also have uh, uh, Debbie Hazelton, our managing director of ACB Media. Hello there. So Debbie. Hi everyone. Say hello. hello, ACB. Oh, I'm on oh, oh. let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, and Debbie, I heard her earlier. <laughs> Got me now, I think. Yes, no? unmute. <laughs> Try no? again. Okay. All right. I keep. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Are you there, Debbie? I am. Why am I? We can hear you. Okay. Go good. Ahead. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to know whether yes, you're on indeed. or off sometimes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Just be a part of the community and guess. Am I muted? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyway, hello, everyone. It's great to be here. Wow. It's just a week ago we were getting this off the ground again, you know. Wow, what a week. Thank you, everyone. It's great to be here. Well, wonderful. And I guess, Debbie, I think I'm going to start with you. Uh, you know, I've gotten lots of questions uh, with all the wonderful content and events that have been happening this week. Every, you know what everybody's asking na- next, don't when? you, Debbie? When are those when? podcasts going to be out so we can uh, <laughs> m- pick up on all that yeah. content we missed because we couldn't go to four breakout sessions at the same time that Deb had us scheduled for. So what 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 looks like our schedule do you, related do you to, remember uh, the podcast? days when there were people making donuts almost around the clock that's how i feel about our editors they're just <laughs> editing editing all the time so much and yet i thought it was 300 hours of content tony's been saying it's over 400 holy cow it's mm-hmm. a lot and so we're saying a target date for the end of August, and we're working on a schedule of how it's going to come out and be distributed throughout, um, you know, as we get this together. But we're going to start with general sessions and primetime events. General sessions will air this weekend on Media One uh, throughout all of them from the start will air on media one this weekend. And then on Monday, we're going to put all general sessions on media eight and primetime events on media nine. And then we will get that showcase on, uh, the cafe. We'll get it scheduled for, uh, I haven't figured out. I think Jason, I think we're talking about like, uh, one day, 
I don't know, one day a month, all day or something. I don't know. We, we need to talk about that. But it will be scheduled and we will definitely be putting out announcements about all of it. And then we have this target date for the end of August for everything, but we're going to do our best not to bombard everyone with a ton of them all at once. So we're working on how we're going to bring it to you throughout um, as we get it from from now till the end of August, but we don't want to just rush and down and put them, upload them and get them distributed when there's just a lot to make sure about so that we don't get ourselves in a hole like we did last year. We want to make sure we really do this right. So thanks to Tyson Ernst for uh, coordinating that team and Jennifer Flatt working with all of us and our wonderful um, production team that's just editing like crazy. Wow. It's very impressive. So many, many thanks. Well, thank you. And I know there is time there. That's what people I think don't realize sometimes that it's not just raw footage. You actually need to edit it and put, put the right wrappers around it and, and make sure you're really good to go for, for public broadcast, right? Yes. It's that machete that Eric and I were talking about yesterday. We got to cut, we got to cut things out that need to be cut out so that it's clean sounding. (laughs) So uh, anyway, yeah. And I, I also have to say so many thanks to Rick because Rick has done so much to attempt to work with keeping all these these lanes of who's speaking when and where straight and sometimes they've crossed and sometimes people haven't been able to hear each other when they're on at the same time even though it's it's you know they everybody is doing their best to be where they need to be but that's why all these these um, green rooms and other Zoom rooms have had to happen, even in general session, even with voting, because it's it's many different parts. And so, whew, many thanks to Je- uh, to Deb Lewis. I started to say Jeff Lewis. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, and yeah. and Deb and Rick and you know. I don't know. We have a Deb and Rick here, and then we have a Deb and Rick there. Somebody said, well, you guys should all do a show together. And somebody said, well, if you guys do and you have two Debs and two Ricks, it would be R2-D2. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you, Anyway, thank you. (laughs) And Janet, for the first time this year, I think this was a concept that was actually promoted by Rick Morin, uh, you know, at the end of Lessons Learned last year. We did tracks where we had people uh, could see what, you know, items of interest were uh, for them throughout the, uh, throughout the convention. How, how did you think the, uh, the track uh, we did, approach we went? We did, and this, this was something new, and I think – I'm sure a lot of people utilized it during the convention, but I think people are going to utilize it even more when these sessions become out, come out as podcasts because they're going to say, hmm, there was some technology. What were those technology sessions that I might want to look for? And they can go to acbconvention.org or they can go to the link on, um, on, on the, the ACB link and they can look and say, oh, there was a technology track and these are the sessions that are part of the technology track but i'm interested in health and wellness there are so many sessions on the calendar what was this just consolidates things into groupings so that you can find them easily 
And mm. as I said, I think with the podcast, that's really going to be, people are really going to look, utilize the tracks and look. And even during the convention, because there is so much information that comes out, it's just a really quick resource. And um, I don't, you know, I haven't heard from people saying, oh, yes, I, you know, utilize the tracks. I don't know what the numbers are that have actually looked at them. And of course, I don't know if we can figure that out, but I think it's a really good concept and we'll certainly utilize it going forward. Fantastic. Thank you, Janet. And next, I'm going to go to Eric and Clark, because you guys, you know, what's the definition of some of our key key core values inside of ACB, their their flexibility, their collaboration, their initiative. So here we are, we do got a big convention going on. And now we have a huge uh, advocacy issue hit us right in the face. So Clark and Eric, kind of take us through your all's thoughts through that process and how quickly our organization responded. And uh, it was really exciting to hear Clark's announcement uh, this morning. Thanks, Dan. And it's, it's interesting being part of the convention because for some folks, they are 24-7 convention or it might feel like 40-20 convention. Uh, but for the, the advocacy and governmental affairs, the work keeps going, right? There's there's all the great advocacy panels and our partners who are collaborating with, uh, whether it's disability rights advocates, National Park Service, the folks through ADP and transportation who are participating this week. But there are still meetings, hearings on Capitol Hill, legislation being introduced, and uh, occasionally, you know, some crises that we have to deal with as well. So leave it to be when we are highlighting the accessibility of the Olympic and Paralympic Museum with an ADP award, as well as the the great work of Comcast NBC to make the, the opening ceremony and the programming for the Olympics and Paralympics more accessible and inclusive of everyone. That some news breaks, we've got to put our heads together, um, consult with our you know, co-chairs of the SASE committee, as well as other uh, points of contact in the adaptive sports world and figure out if this is something that ACB uh, needs to raise our collective voice on. So I, you know, I appreciate the flexibility of our members, the passion of our members for advocacy. Um, and it's, we're moving forward, right, Eric? We are. And this is not that unusual, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, during this week of convention, no matter what week it happens and what year, uh, we've had to deal with issues pertaining to the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, attempting to be torpedoed the week <laughs> that we were in uh, Phoenix in 2010, and I wound up on phone calls with then Congressman Markey uh, over a period of days, as well as Mark Riker. Uh, 2017, there were some, uh, I think it's fair to say, some really uh, strong headwinds ahead of the, the requirements for, uh, for audio description on, on uh, network and cable TV. And we had to deal with some advocacy literally at the convention with the FCC. So you need to, need to be flexible when you're working here and, and collaborative. And I think it, it also shows, uh, hopefully, our membership that we can be pretty nimble. Um, we, can, 
we can multitask if, if you know if you're going to be able to work for ACB especially as a as a staff person uh, you 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 have to be flexible <laughs> and it always helps to keep a smile on your face and certainly have the ability to collaborate with our members and affiliates as well uh, Dan after I gave my advocacy update on Tuesday I got a, a message from your friend Gelda Zephart in North Dakota. Thank you there, Clark, for that zinger. I love yeah. it, buddy. Right back at you. Uh, but they were successful in getting legislation passed to expand access to accessible voting. So I certainly wanted to include them as well. And then already had a, uh, an update and a conversation with uh, our council and the the leadership involved in the New York State voting accessibility lawsuit as well. So there's, um, you know, that was things, this morning. Right? Yep, yep. So things are still happening, and I appreciate our members taking the time, you know, in the midst of convention to still continue their advocacy work as well. Thank you, Clark and Erica. And now I want to, Ray, you were one of those people that jumped in, right? So you hear the call. I know, uh, you know, advocacy related to the deaf blind community is something very near and dear to your heart and your family. And so what, 24 hours later, uh, one of the major Chicago papers has an editorial featuring Ray Campbell with his concerns. So tell us about that experience. And were you surprised to see, uh, see that quick of a turnaround? Wow. Yes, I was. Um, you know, I, of course, advocacy in the deafblind community, someone someone I'm very close to would be very unhappy with me if I didn't take that seriously. <laughs> but of course, I, she's laughing, of course. Uh, anyway, no. I, 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 but let me, there's a backstory behind that letter. And so let me kind of explain what happened. So what we what I did was I wrote letters to the editor to four newspapers in Illinois. And the Daily Herald, which is a paper that serves primarily suburban Chicago, um, was one of the papers. So I, I sent my letter out to our Illinois list and said, hey, use this as a guide, but do your own letter to the editor. Well, uh, Karen actually took my letter and she used some of it, but added quite a bit to it. Well, the editor came back. He says, hey, wait a minute. This, these look almost identical. Are you? I, we do not publish stuff that is somebody else's work, and we assured him, no, 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 that didn't happen. Uh, we were just uh, we weren't plagiarizing anything like that. So uh, between we we had some emails back and forth with the editor, and uh, we were able to get a good letter published. And um, I think that um, it worked uh, off both of our concerns. So. That was really quick. I don't think I've ever gotten a letter to the editor published that fast. Um, uh, but um, it, it was just, uh, you know, sometimes you got to get a little angry about something that's happening. And that's what happened. And uh, I am I'm I would be considered a great firefighter because when I'm put under fire, I, uh, I I tend to perform really well. I don't know why, but I do. Maybe maybe Dan, it's from being around uh, being in IT so long and dealing with fire drills at work, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, you you would appreciate that. So sure, could no, even but, be just being involved in ACB. We have yeah, yes. yeah maybe the <laughs> ACB leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I I was really surprised, and it just showed. Those folks, and I guess I would really, it, it, it goes to something I always tell people, and that is 
look, I'm not going to get mad at you if you write a letter. Not everybody can go before Congress. Not everybody can uh, do that. But everybody can do something in advocacy. And what I always tell my people is, look, I'm not going to be mad at you if you make a phone call, write a letter. But if you don't do anything, then I'm going to be mad at you. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. Fantastic, right? Well, congratulations. That Thank that just you. that's ACB Thank advocacy you. in action. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Karen. Yep. And uh, next, I'd like to hear from Denise and Nancy. The first ever virtual elections. You all were right in the middle of it in the uh, 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 you know uh, affiliate roll call room. So, uh, Denise and Nancy, uh, our vote today. I don't think I have ever witnessed in the history of the American Council of the Blind a roll call vote where it was a hundred percent to zero. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit, Denise and Nancy, about walking through the process this week. And it just felt like we got better and better and better as the week went along. And, you know, kudos and shout out to all our affiliate delegates who did a really great job, but especially to both of you all. Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, it it was an interesting experience. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, at the beginning, there still appeared to be a lot of confusion about how they were supposed to do this and how, you know, the difference between being in a Zoom room versus being in a webinar and that, you know, they needed to raise their hand so that she could unmute them and then telling them they had to mute themselves. And um, so it, it it took a little bit of, you know, continually explaining that to people. And, you know, as the week went on, um, I think the elections, I mean, the, the process became much smoother, became much better. Um, I, I think that until we've done this for a while, this process is going to be um, somewhat confusing to people just in terms of knowing what are their instructions and what are they supposed to be doing. But I think the affiliates were very um, responsive and they were really very good and, and very patient about, you know, working through all of this. Um, we still had some issues with people missing, even though we tried real hard to, um, say this is why we need both your delegate and your alternate in the room because if one of you is not there to vote the other one needs to be but i don't think it was necessarily any different than in person when people can't find microphones so um i i you know it's my opinion that the process did get much smoother and much better as we went on. And it was just interesting to see the interactions between um, people when we were in there waiting, you know, to get ready to do the roll call each time. Well, thank before you, Denise. Denise. Hey, oh, Dan, go, go before ahead, Nancy yes. jumps in. Yeah. And Denise, the other day when your computer got stuck, I said, I feel her pain. That was the one thing I always feared would happen during <laughs> As the roll previous call. secretary. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. It, was, it was awful. <laughs> I started out, I was using my laptop, which was getting slower and slower and slower as the week went on because I wasn't originally at my home in front of my desktop. And so that was very nerve wracking each morning because I never knew exactly what it was going to do and what was going to happen. And I didn't have a means of having any real backup to use. So yeah, that was, that was uh, an interesting process. I was much, I felt much better when I was in front of my own, my desktop and I knew it was going to work a whole lot better. 
Yeah, I, I have that fear right now as lightning bolts are just cracking all around our house. So uh, I've got my fingers crossed that we hang in there for a few more minutes. Uh, Nancy, vote now. I think I heard nothing but really positive feedback about vote now. How were they to work with? Uh, you know, what kind of an evaluation would you give uh, our experience first ever with vote now at a national level? I will say that the mock election that we had before the convention was very helpful because there was a couple of bugs that we needed to get out of um, like the, our process. But I think that once we opened up elections at the convention, I would say it went about as smooth as it could be. I don't think we really had any hiccups. Um, the minute polls were opened up, boom, I could see the numbers climbing with the number of people voting. We had about twice as many people voting remotely than we have at the conventions. So I think this process went absolutely great. And I do say the same thing with Denise on the affiliate roll call. I think we got better as um, the week went along. I would uh, highly recommend that if we can get this, use this process moving forward, I think it would be beneficial for ACB, yeah. all of our members. Well, thank you, Nancy, and thanks for all your work uh, in many tasks, but as supervisor of, uh, of the elections, uh, all the work you did, uh, you know, supporting all the different events we did this week. Uh, Tony, development, fundraising, communications, uh, I know you've got a couple of hats. Uh, were you kind of surprised from the results from our Braille form raffle drawing from our auction? It just seemed like uh, the individual donations from our for our convention, it seemed like our family is just being so generous uh, to the American Council of Blind. I mean, they definitely continue to be generous. Um, you know, the, the auction, like we we didn't think after last year that I mean that you know that was like a, a like a flash in the pan or lightning strike. You know, it was such an outstanding amount, and the auction was just part of it. You know, the the whole individual giving. Uh, from last year was up so much more from years in the past. I think we've raised 19,000 in our individual sponsors. This year we blew through that significantly. Um, and it just goes to show though, and, and this is part of what we've been doing on the back end. Am, am I surprised? Um, I'm extremely happy, but I'm not so much surprised that I'm, I'm glad that what we've been working on hard behind the scenes is really, I think, t showing proof. Um, it's not just me. It's our new communications, Jennifer, Jennifer Flat. It's Kelly Gask, who's here in the room right now with us. Say hi, Kelly. Say hi, hi Kelly. You hey, know, Kelly. It's, it's our, our media folks. It's the, it's the outstanding gift from Verizon of, of ad time. It's, it's that we have really worked, and, and the work that Kate Vendimio, who I think a lot of folks on the board and some focus groups did after convention last year, who was a consultant we brought on. You know, we've been working really hard about sharpening our communications and targeting specific audiences and really helping to get the value out of ACB. And I think with convention, it's great because you get more people, you know, more bang for the buck, so to speak. Um, so I, I'm extremely ecstatic and pleased and excited. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a benevolent world of people that want to just be able to give out there and that we've been able to tap into that, um, you know, and not just, again, of their money, but like I said in my report, their time. It's been fantastic. But I think I think the success comes because of the passion and the luck and the passion of the members and people that want to give. But we're also working hard. Jennifer's doing a great job of getting data uh, on all of our communications. Kelly's been doing a great job of rapid response and, and getting stuff out. Uh, you know, and our, and our team has really been working hard. Our, our media folks, 
uh, Debbie and company and Rick and everybody. Although Rick and I have been, you know, I think we've collectively, maybe the two of us have had a total of 30 hours of sleep, both of us together in the mm. past week. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, and it's nice to see the fruits from the labors you do. So everything is more professionalized. It is definitely yeah. and it's and much more sophisticated and that. And then in turn, you know, one would hope this is the response and we've been lucky that it's, it's working. We've been Thank doing you. great work for many years, many, many, many years, decades. And we're, we're now at the point where we're able to, to very succinctly and strategically tell folks, not just within ACD, but outside of ACD, of our great work. And it's having an impact. Most certainly. Very, very true. Uh, and Deb, speaking of kind of that next level of professionalism, uh, you know, between you and Janet, you could speak to this. But first you, Deb, I... It was amazing to see all of the special interest affiliates and uh, c- committees and staff come together with in the community with, I think it was 166 breakout sessions. So getting all that organized, and I think for the most part, it going off really, really smoothly. Uh, congratulations to you and all your efforts. How how did you feel all that? Uh, you know, are, are, you, are you ready to take a deep breath and relax for a day or two, Deb? Um, no, actually, I'm working on processing out the uh, recordings from the Zoom meetings so that they can we're use them as filler for the podcast where we might need them where the streams either failed or something happened or they just want the clarification. Somebody just asked me for something. Do you have that in stereo rather than audio? And I'm like, I mean, rather than mono. So um, I'm still busy. Um, but, um, we did, we did actually do some good process improvements this year, um, that, that did help even with the glitches that we always find. Um, but one of the things that uh, people got this year was one panel invitation, which had all of their events on it and was basically a calendar and had headings. So you could just kind of scroll down through your events. Now, one of the challenges we had was that some people didn't scroll down. So they, after they went to their first event, they threw it away. Oh, and no. <laughs> we had a lot of that, gang. So I want to tell you, read the whole thing and, um, and, and save your ballot thing because, you know. <laughs> yes, so, I'm so, going to remind, remind people of that yeah, many times. Yeah, save yeah. So, your so code save, for save your panel invitations when you yeah. get them in the future. But anyway, that I think for the people who did use it that way, um, that was was really, really helpful. And because of the way I mail merged them, um, when people asked for it to be resent, it was actually a much easier job this year to do. I didn't have to go dig it out of my sent mail. I could just grab it again from a bunch of sheets and send it. Um, the challenge was that I had a lot of panel changes and a lot of other things going on at the same time. So that made it a little hard, but the process part of it um, I think worked worked really well, and we had about uh, 350 unique people who received one or more event from me. And so, when you think about that, um, if you have a, about a hundred and um, about 140 of the sessions with multiple panelists, um, that means that you're really looking at several hundred um, invites that go out, and the uniques are. Um, unique. Uh, Another thing that I think people learned uh, this year is that when you give away that unique to someone else and they come in as your name, that 
um, causes some problems. For example, if we have card or captioning in that session, because if six people come in as Deb Cook Lewis, we all know I talk too much. But in that case, I would really be talking too much, right? So, so we have some training still to do and some process improvement, but. Overall, um, I think um, we managed 10 Zoom locations. Actually, um, with Cindy's uh, uh, community things she did in the morning and afternoon, we really actually managed um, a couple more than that, but 10 active locations all of the time. And um, we left space between each of the meeting blocks so that people could maneuver around. So that in itself was quite um quite an interesting thing to lay out on a sheet is how do you get the space everywhere? So um, I think it's a really fun process, actually. I really enjoy the design piece of it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a break, but that break hasn't started yet. If I could just chime in and and say, yeah, yeah, this was, it was great working with Deb. Um, And we did this last year and this was very different this year. Yeah, so it, there was. Was, it was much more streamlined. Mm-hmm. And we were provided great information that we were able to share individually with our uh, hosts. We had 39 uh, webinar hosts. Yeah. And, uh, and then we had seven other volunteers as well that were helping with all of these events. Uh, and being able to provide them really specific notes that Deb provided, facilitators, although the, that often changed, <laughs> um, mm, yeah. you know, the information that they needed. Uh, and I didn't, I meant to mention this earlier, but I just want to say the community was so good at allowing us to really give a lot of practice to hosts prior mm-hmm. to convention about six weeks of ongoing training. We had people that, um, you know, really gave feedback to them and built people up and just the pride, the level of pride in from all of our hosts. Uh, I, I just can't even, I marvel at it. I'm, I'm proud of every one of them. And um, sometimes things didn't go right. Sometimes there were tears because truly they wanted to do so they wanted it to be perfect. Sometimes it doesn't get to be perfect no. for no. all kinds of different <laughs> no. reasons. Yeah, right. Zoom acts right. up. You can't right. get into an account. You, nope. um, yeah. but And everything's in such a little timeline. But really, we just had so many, so much in place that helped us create great communication. And so thank you, Deb. It was a pleasure working with you. And um, I I think we've come up with some ideas of things that we know we Mm -hmm. need to make better for next year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's the way it should be. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So thank you. Well, thank you, Cindy. And I I, want to ask everybody just to give a quick shout out of uh, what, um, you know, what was their their one favorite thing of the convention. So while you all are thinking, I'm going to give mine. And I was really and continue to be blown away by our Monday night primetime show on the, the streaming services where we had truly the, you know, eight of the largest corporations in the world all come together because ACB asked them to, to talk about audio description and streaming. So uh, Carl Richardson, I thought, did an amazing job of interviewing that panel. But anytime you can get 
you know, Netflix and Apple and Amazon and Disney and AT&T and Viacom, CBS and Comcast, NBC, Universal and HBO uh, all together in one place to talk with ACB about something. That is just amazing. And that, I, that was just a really cool takeaway for me. And so, but don't be shy. Everybody, you know, kind of shout out what was, what was your thing that you'll take away from this convention? Well, I think for me, I I look at, okay, there were several times of crying this week. And I think for lots of us working behind the scenes, (laughs) there were several of us that were crying over different things. But the two happiest times that I cried were when general session Sunday night kicked off and I was like, oh, yes, yay. And I was crying then. (laughs) And I was crying with the first election when Deb won. I just, oh my God, I, I think I would have been crying either way, but I, I, I really just, I'm really excited that Deb won and I just love how well that election went and all of the elections and how, how well the ballot went, all of that. I have one little hint, if I can just throw it in, that um, some of us found with panelist invites, because there are many I email them to myself, and Deb and Jeff, we all do that. I email it to myself so it's at the top of my inbox. I email it every day, all of those, because that way they're easier to find. Oh, yeah, my first 10 d- emails every morning go, say, Dan Spoon, Dan Spoon, Dan Spoon, Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next first shout-out, who's? Cindy. Cindy, okay, uh, yeah. hi, Cindy. Yes. Hi. Uh, I think... And nobody will be surprised that it has to do with just people, participants, community. Uh, Listening to someone new to the community, I don't know how long she's been a member, but Deb from Hawaii, who has been getting up all week at 2 Mm. a.m. so that she could have her morning coffee with us at 3 Mm a.m. and take part in this convention. And I know she's not alone. But she's new to the community. She's going to, she said she's going to start coming more. And she had not been coming to anything with the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that, I I just love that we can touch people in that way. And, uh, and they meet us where we are. And then we get to meet them where they are. And then of course, the voting, I, I thought it was great that to be part of this history, uh, that was pretty meaningful. And karaoke last night. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> Thank it was you, great. Cindy. Mm. Thanks. I'll, I'll back up on Cindy here. I would say the voting process went, I won't say perfect, but perfectly. I would say the voting team got all the information out to everybody and it went as smooth as it could. So I was, I'm extremely happy with how voting went. Um, Thank you, Nancy. Mm-hmm. I'll take a shot here, Dan. So, go ahead, um, Ray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So I think my favorite point of the convention was the moment when I went in and cast my first individual ballot independently, virtually. And I sent a message out on Twitter, Facebook, and in email that, you know, people like my friends, MJ Schmidt, Bob O'Shaughnessy, and so many others would have been so proud to see that 
not for the first time every member had an opportunity to vote and i just took a lot of pride in that and that moment was like wow we are making history and the other thing i thought of there is absolutely no going back we've got to keep moving forward and um and that and and that was reinforced by during the week the the the, the the comments I saw all over the place of how easy it was to vote and mm-hmm. even comments like, gee, the regular elections ought to be this easy. And <laughs> so, which I agree with. Well, and, and, I, and I think yeah. the membership agrees with you, Ray, with over 99% uh, of the vote yeah. moving forward to do so, the special motion. That's right. Yeah. 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 And I, it, and I think, um, and the other thing that, that was really great for me was the couple of really great trainings on leadership. What the Borough College Leadership Training Institute did on Saturday with uh, the Leadership Culture Program, and then what ACB Lions, and I may be biased because I'm president of that affiliate now, but ACB Lions did with lessons in leadership. Having, I mean, this shows the respect ACB has. We got the second vice president of Lions Clubs International to come and speak to uh, that session. So that that was really those are really really some some great uh, moments for me. Oh, thanks for sharing, Ray. It's Janet. I'm going to grab the microphone. Sure. Next. Well. Dan's going to be mad at me, but of course, my favorite moment of the convention was Dan's bloopers. No, <laughs> there are a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> and we need a blooper reel. No, Dan. are we selling that as a Rick, fundraiser? Probably, I think that would be great. Rick is no, probably creating it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think twenty-five dollars. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think yeah, I think so. Uh, we got a good we plan. Tie it to ACB yeah. means love too. Oh yeah, yeah we got to add that one. I love that one. Yeah, Just the collaboration of everybody working together and seeing this convention come to fruition, that to me. And I have to say, Tyler Bridges this morning at the pledge. That was, that was really special. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, Eric, he was he was describing it to me. What kind of, what kind of shirt was he wearing, Eric? He's wearing a USA tank top. Aww. <laughs> That's great. <Aww. laughs> How about you guys in Alexandria? What are your what were your yeah. takeaways? Uh, my biggest takeaway is being able to work with these people uh, that are in this room and in this office and Minneapolis. It it has been, uh, I think it's fair to say, a challenging week. It always is during the convention, but it's also been uh, a lot of fun. And a lot of it is that these these people that I have the opportunity to work with are really talented and they're dedicated, and it's been it's been great. So. Appreciate everybody's work. Uh, JoLynn, who's in the other room, flew out. She's been here all week. It's been great to see her yeah. uh, and and watch her work behind the scenes in the green room, as well as Sharon putting out the digital dailies and, and Debbie taking a lot of phone calls. So a ton of stuff. And I've been bugging Nancy three or four times every day. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. This is Deb. I have one really quickly to share. So for me, my ultimate moment, you have to understand that my convention is mostly a set of spreadsheets. And I'll hear most of the sessions later um, if I ever get them all retrieved. Mm -hmm. Um, But seriously, I... For me, the big, the big great thing was seeing the spreadsheets come to fruition. So I had lined up six Echo devices, and they were all playing different streams. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting... 
for something to start somewhere. And my, of course, big fear would be that when you shuffle everything around on spreadsheets, it goes from me, it goes to uh, Cindy and Debbie for the people that they are managing, it goes to Lane for the participants, it goes who knows where. You never know um, what might sort of get damaged. So I had terrible visions of, of the kinds of funny mix-ups you could have, and even had dreams. And it was just great to hear all my little devices all playing that a disclaimer thing that we're now all tired of and meaning that yes everybody must have made it to the air and it was like oh that's so good so i think for me just from the vantage point that i have that was that was absolutely to think about that we could pull this many off at once and they would actually come was great well, Deb, I'm now thinking. So you got six separate devices that you're looking uh-huh. at. So it's almost uh-huh. like you're you're going six for six. So you're scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown every <laughs> right. time another breakout time, session goes long. Every time in a, first quarter, yeah. second quarter, third quarter, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're you're, you're yeah. throwing up your hands. Yeah, but, every time. Or you're going. Wait a minute. Why aren't you doing something? <laughs> yeah, why are you quiet over there, number three? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. what, what happened? Cindy, to you? Debbie. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> the guy over there isn't doing anything yeah go ahead go ahead is that was that tony this is tony everybody yeah yeah uh, you know one of the things I, i'm similar with you deb in that i didn't really get to check out i'm looking forward to the podcast being released. Right. <laughs> i was so busy editing and just you know working offline that i would occasionally poke my head down the hall and try to listen in on our device or anything like that but uh in working with all stuff but one of the things that that lets me do is uh kind of get a sneak peek on stuff you know and I've been working to edit the video segments that we're going to be sharing tonight during our 5.45 p.m. session that Clark and Kim are going to lead, getting ready for the Olympics. And there are some awesome stories that, like, that are connected in a sense to, you know, that's of our family in a sense, like people who are blind or the audio description for the Olympics. I mean, so my, I think, favorite part of the convention hasn't even happened yet. But there's been great parts along the way, like Debbie, you mentioned when we when 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 we did the handoff from the walk to the convention connect to opening oh, night, and yes. it was so smooth compared to last year. That was great. But I'm so excited for the session night because there's just some awesome content that we have in, in queue uh, to share with people to get just to get ready for celebration, and it's it's really cool. So that's been fun to sort of work behind the scenes to get you know you kind of get to know what's going on the next day before it happens. And the media packet I saw Jennifer send out yesterday announcing the pre-show tonight. I mean. That was so professionally done with uh, Mike Moran voicing it, and it it just it really sparkled. So yeah, congratulations to Jen. Yeah, that, you know that, that our our step up in media has just been absolutely phenomenal. So and Dan, this is Clark. The engagement yeah. we've had on that over social media with Kelly sending it to Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter has been great. A lot of our attendees tonight as well as partners have been liking and commenting and sharing. Um, so it's, it's re- really getting it out there. I'd say one of those is huge too, right? Didn't we get a big like? What was the, oh, we've got a few big yeah. likes, but uh, the NBC Olympics. Yeah. You know, hashtag oh, wow. Tokyo 2020 has oh, wow. commented and liked it as well. Fantastic. I'd say highlight for me, Dan, uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday was a, very late night for advocacy work. Mm-hmm. The whole team came together to, uh, you know, polish up Sharon with the editing, um, Kelly with the distribution, uh, Eric and Jen 
with getting that letter out the door. And of course, all of this was going on while I shed a few tears there in the general session and then still had panels with uh, Chris Gray and uh, Dybex and Action and Joe Lynn and the National Park Service Wednesday night after the, after the uh, evening events. Yeah. I popped on with Next Gen and they were playing Press Your Luck. Yeah. And I laid on the couch and just like cackled, belly laughed every time someone hit a whammy. It was less funny when I did it, but I just, oh, it's just, just what the doctor ordered to be there with folks hanging out, having fun, like we will do next year in Omaha. Uh, and having next gen and BPI and families and lions and guide guide dog usually, and I better shut up now, CCL. I'm going to leave a whole yep. bunch of them out, but but the affiliates and the committees have just been oh. spectacular. Janet, we've got to yes. go. It's time we for do, us to leave. We do. So, I've got a couple of door prizes. A couple of door prizes, and, and then, I just uh, want to talk real quickly yeah. about tonight because when when we were talking about it earlier, I didn't have the lineup, and I do kind of now. So I just want to say we have Marla Run who is an Olympic, I believe she's a swimmer. We have Lex Gillette, who is a Paralympist. We have the goal ball, the national goal ball team. And we have Descriptive Video Works. And of course, NBC and Comcast all are going to participate in our show this evening, our pre-Olympics broadcast. And as Clark said, that's going to be an amazing, I can't wait. That's, that's one of the things I'm going to get to hear. Like everyone else, I don't really get to hear anything. But I'm looking forward to that very much. Door prizes. I have oh, wait a minute. One more oh. thing, Janet. Yes. I just got to say, watch party. So set, watch you know, party. From, yes. from 545 to 11 o'clock, you need to be glued to ACB, ACB. Media, uh, media or that Zoom room. Yep. That's right. We got the pre-show. Then we've got the uh, Olympic opening ceremonies at 730. Yep. And we want to have more blind and low vision people tuned in to the ACB Media Network than ever had before. So everybody, uh, we will. stay tuned. I, yeah. I can almost guarantee it. All right, I have four door prizes left. All right, let's do them. All right, it. ACB New York hoodie, I heart ACB, goes to Jennifer Dubbin from St. Paul, Minnesota. All right. Ah. Um, then I have Mary Sue Welch from Tomball, Texas. $25 donated by California Council of the Blind. Then, oh, Norman Dalkey from Yukon, Oklahoma. Um, Norman, what's your, what's your prize? Oh, ACB Radio Amateurs, $25. Hmm. And our last prize, door prize, donated by Missouri Council of the Blind, $25, goes to Irene Raymond of Washington, Pennsylvania. Well, and thank those you, Janet. Are our door yeah. prize winners, and I know it's time to get out of here. Past. All right. Well, thank you, Janet, and, and congratulations to all those door prize winners. And again, just remember, everybody, please save those voting codes from Vote Now. You'll need to be using them in three weeks when we move forward with discussing and uh, and voting on our constitutional and bylaw amendments. Uh, for everyone out there in our ACB family and across the ACB media network, uh, this is Dan Spoon, ACB president, saying that our annual business meeting is adjourned until August 14th, 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy the Olympics.